5: Good afternoon, all of my friends across West Central Florida. Welcome to this edition of the Bill Bunkley Show. We are here for you, and uh, we care very much about you, and we want to be a source of an encouragement for you, uh, as well as to, uh, to bring you the truth. Well, another day is unfolding, and yes, I know what you would tell me. Bill, this is, this is really starting to get a little old. I hear you. I hear you. I hear you all the way back to my home studio. Uh, Joe hears you. The entire country hears you. Of course, I'm taking a little parody from uh, President George Bush when he visited the uh, 9-11 attack site. But really and truthfully, we're glad that you're with us today. And uh, as we are just uh, uh, trying to find out exactly what this is going to be, what is it all going to be about, and you know, one moment you're feeling optimistic, the next moment maybe a little retracement, and it kind of goes back and forth, but I think the main thing is that it's out of our control. Most of this is out of our control. What we control is what we are doing to to be safe and to protect our fellow Americans, and for the near future and maybe for the next year or two well, let me just tell you businesses are gonna open up we're gonna get back out again but <clears throat> as long as it's lurking or potentially lurking I don't know how we don't do social distancing Distancing. I don't know how we might not wear protective masks um, <clears throat> there's two type of businesses There's one business that where whatever you do in your product or service, you go to your place of employment and you don't see anybody with the general public. Now, it seems to me those are the businesses that are best suited for a very quick and immediate opening, especially, hopefully, if those businesses have the uh, amount of space For instance, if you have uh, basically cubicles or personal offices, and uh, you uh, put some rules up that we're not going to be uh, hanging out in the break room or in the kitchen, we're not going to be gathering up three or four people, and that has been our policy at Salem for the few folks that have been in and out, and uh, even when we have our staff meetings, we haven't interrupted our staff meetings, they happen every couple of weeks and everybody whether they're in the office or their home like yours truly uh... we're all taking part in our uh... staff meetings by zoom and so even if they are in their offices uh... at uh, the salem headquarters here in uh, west central florida uh... well they're going to be uh... in a place that is protected so i think that is uh... i think we're really really ready for those type of businesses to open Uh, because uh, if you're going to be allowed to go to Publix and you have to go to Publix to eat and you've got some of the other essential runs, then I think that's going to be a part of uh, the first rollout. And so the question is, when will consumer confidence actually return? So at some point in time, it's going to be okay to leave, to fly. It's going to be okay to, uh, well, even to take a cruise. It's going to be okay to go to Disney World, Universal Studios, or SeaWorld. Uh, it's going to be okay to, to do certain things. But will, when will you do it? When will you feel safe to go back to Disney World? When will you feel safe to go to Bush Gardens? When will you feel safe to get on an airplane? Because you see it's kind of a two-sided coin here. When will you feel uh, um, uh, ready to go back to a crowded restaurant? Some of you may never go back. Now, I mean that kind of kiddingly, but there's some truth in that because the point I'm trying to get to is we may not realize it, but you're in the process of being reprogrammed, reprogrammed by your environment, reprogrammed by your circumstances, and uh, your world view is changing, your perspective is changing. And I've been, over the last day or so, really been giving this a lot of thought. Because on one hand, we are realizing that maybe all of the things that we love to do, well, we don't have to do them. Now, some of them we need to do because we need to get out of the house. We need to be doing important things. But I'm I'm really wondering. Now, I happen to believe a couple of things. First of all, we see that there is... There is two divided camps in America. Is that surprising to you? So we're seeing protesters who are talking about uh, being out there on the streets. They're not. Uh, there. It seems like nobody is really employing social distancing and, and staying six feet apart. But you've got uh, you've got the the folks uh, who are uh, champion the issues of religious liberty and. Um, uh, our rights as individuals uh, to be able to move about freely without uh, undue governmental uh, oppression. Well, you got those folks out. Now we've got uh, the uh, a fair amount of protesters, and the two groups are now clashing in some areas. And now we have uh, another set of Americans who are saying, "Hey, you know, health is more important. Hey, the science is more important." And no. We don't want we don't need to rush this thing by opening up. So now we're watching this <clears throat> we're watching this play out before us. Now I was talking to Mrs. Bunkley this morning and everybody's got an opinion. Everybody has a thought of what's going to happen. I will say this I I thought that we would have a pretty good across the board snapback, sort of a V shaped recovery. I just got to share with you, I'm not with the V-shape. Now, I'm not for, uh, you know, flatline, you know, either, but I I think a couple of things. First of all, I believe Florida is going to lead us, is going to be one of the leading states when the governor and his task force and we find out what what that's going to look like to reopen Florida. I think Florida is going to be one of the leading leading states in the country. Why do I say that? There's a lot of people that want out of New York City right now. There's a lot of people that want out of Jersey City right now. And the reason why I am making that uh, claim is they are seeing that with these very, very tight urban areas where millions of people are in untold number of condominiums and apartment high rises and they're all on top of each other this is why in those areas it was a recipe for a disaster and guess what those people want to move out of those high density areas So where are they going to go? And by the way, we already had an inkling and an attraction to those who are retiring. They're baby boomers. Now, as I was sharing this morning with uh, a doctor at the uh, um, Moffitt Cancer Center who was asking me, uh, because they're kind of in a bubble, you know, uh, the folks that are over there working at the Moffitt Cancer Center, um, the, you know, all, all of the precautions they're having to take, and, and I'll talk about a new area of prayer for that as well. But uh was asking me what I thought, and I said, well, you know, the bottom line is I think a lot of people are going to pick up stakes and be moving to Florida as soon as they can, in addition to those that are going to retire here already. And I think that Florida... Maybe notwithstanding the theme parks, maybe notwithstanding our football stadiums and baseball stadiums. Not that people don't want to go out and see a game, but uh, even when we partially open up, you're already seeing hints of how this is going to work. Hey, you can open up a movie theater with 25% capacity. You can open up your restaurant with 30% capacity. And so the, the math comes into play. How many people do you have to have running through uh, a Disney World to break even? How many people you have to run through Busch Gardens a day to a break even? How many folks in a restaurant, et cetera? Because that's how a, a business is going to have to evaluate whether they open or whether they don't open in the early going when those percentages are up. Now, I think that uh, I really think that Florida is going to bode well. I think people will come here. But they're going to come here to try to live, and that's probably good and bad because if there are, and we don't know all the facts, but if there is a, a, a dormant sort of aspect to the COVID 19, add that with the fact that maybe there is a heat component. So keep in mind that. August, September, October, we need to be at least uh, have our eyes wide open that this may come back in the flu season after it lays dormant. Some people are claiming that they were cured of coronavirus and then they it came back. So we don't know how all that's going to work out, but I can tell you that I think that uh, people will want to come here. I think as soon as any real state is going to come back, uh, I think Florida will eat the pack. Now, that's. I want to also say something else. There's a lot of states that don't have to come back. North and South Dakota, they don't have to come back because they have not been heavily impacted. Montana doesn't have to come back. They're going to be back. So, I'm talking about Florida. Of those states that have been impacted, I think that... Uh, because of where we are at, and and people are going to want to, to come here and get away, get away from all that that urban uh, density. And so I think that's going to bode well for us. But for you and I, I think that with the folks coming in the state, you don't know, you know, with some folks, the most of the folks that are um, uh, spreading the COVID-19 uh, virus, they don't even know they have it. And I'm pretty convinced that I'm not going to be surprised when we find out that a a whole lot of more people had this virus than we've ever been able to detect. And then that's bringing down the, um, you know, the death rate, all of that. But this is going to be with us for the foreseeable future. 877-943-9673. I'm Bill Bunkley. Be right back.
6: The coronavirus is devastating our economy, leaving working men and women at huge risk. But you prepared, kept your insurance premiums paid up, and made sure you were covered. Don't let the insurance company keep you from getting everything you're entitled to. Go to FileAcclaimToday.com and let them act on your behalf. Business, home, building, wind, rain, fire, or flood, theft, vandalism, or act of God. You deserve what you've paid for. File a claim Today. Toll free at 833-411-File or at FileAcclaimToday.com
4: with ChristianHeadlines.com. They say you're
7: nothing special that I should look around.
3: But I say you're the greatest friend that I've ever found.
8: They say a dog is man's best friend, but who takes you to the hardware store? Your car. So if you're a do-it-yourselfer or you'd rather leave it to the pros, there's a parts-plus auto store or car care center near you.
3: You never let me down, I'll take good care of you.
8: Hey, For all the reasons you love your car, there's Parts Plus Auto Stores and Parts Plus Car Care Centers.
1: Saturday mornings at 8, Ask an Attorney with Joe Pippen. If there's a mortgage still on it, then he owns uh, one-half subject to the mortgage. If you pay the mortgage off and you want to be compensated for that, then just get him to sign a new mortgage or a promissory note to you so there's some, some proof that he owes you the money.
2: Okay,
1: I appreciate that. Ask an Attorney with Joe Pippen. Saturday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN. Online at letstalkfaith.com.
9: But if only you could see them, you would know from their faces there were kings and queens followed by princes and princesses. There were future power people throwing love to the loveless, shining a light because they wanted it seen.
5: Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here. Phone lines are open at
8: 877-943-9673.
10: I think
5: we're all settling in that life has changed. Life in America has changed. And we haven't even gotten to living with the new economic reality of how many of our friends may or may not be able to go back to work or going to be out of work and when the economy is going to get to a point where maybe some new entrepreneurs will be reaching out there's going to be opportunities no doubt and uh, i'm very confident uh, that uh, as i shared yesterday when when a door is closed uh, god's going to open up a new door but i think that all of us are already starting to think a little bit differently not just temporarily but maybe is maybe what we're going to be thinking long term it's funny how just washing your hands when I went yesterday to the Moffitt Cancer Center to do some labs routine and and I'll share with you in a moment I had my uh, follow-up today telemedicine with uh, uh, my, uh, my doctor, as well as our staff, my medical staff, that's uh, on my case at the Moffitt Cancer Center. But I tell you, yesterday, I drove up, I parked, walked up, had to stand in little dots or bigger dots, six feet apart. Walked up to the door. My temperature was taken. I passed that. I was asked if I had any flu-like feelings, et cetera, et cetera, congestion. I said no, and then I was given a mask, a Moffitt, you know, a Moffitt mask, and then I was cleared to come into the building, and as I went through that process, I was thinking, you know, this is a place, believe me, they're very serious about germ prevention. They're very serious at the Moffitt Cancer Center about viruses and contagious disease. And I looked at that and I thought, and I felt, you know what, to some degree where we go, this is going to be the new normal. We already know, and I mentioned this a couple weeks ago or a week ago, that probably the next time you go on a cruise ship, you're going to have to get your temperature taken. And if you're sick, you're not going to get on the cruise ship. But then I wonder, how long will people take, you know, in a month or two, there's going to be enough masks to go around for everyone to purchase the the mask, probably even the N95s, Uh, the manufacturers. Boy, there's there's a growth business there, so they'll make them available. So the question is, you get on your cruise, are you going to wear a mask when you're indoors on the ship or not? are you gonna wear gloves plastic disposable gloves when you go on a cruise ship that is if you will go on a cruise ship because I've heard more people mention to me I'm not taking a cruise anytime soon I don't care what they say uh, those, those, places are, those places are not clean I'm not going to do that now look I love cruising and uh, as soon as my immune system is clear you can bet that uh, as as time goes on there's some places I want to I want to go cruise on a cruise ship. Lord willing and finances willing, so I'm there. Would I go today? Eh, probably not. Not yet. Here's the bigger question. Now if you're brave, you can call me at 877-943-9673. Right now, knowing what you know, or even what we don't know, can you tell me when in the future you will be willing to get on a jetliner? And by the way, I can tell you they're already doing uh, alternate seating. If you're back in coach and they're three seats apart on each aisle, there has to be a seat in between everybody. So I don't know whether they're flying planes at the max at 50%. They're not even near 50%, by the way. If you got to take a flight right now, there are flights where it's you and two or three other people. So uh, I can tell you that flying right now necessarily is not a problem with social distancing. But I'm kind of curious, as uh, w- when are you willing to get on a flight again? Because, you see, everybody's going to be making that same decision about everything. Now, I will tell you, uh, in my conversation today, I, I asked for, like, a percentage. Oh, I, I actually asked on a scale of 1 to 10. I wanted to know how much my immune system um, was down compared to, say, my doctor. And I posed to my doctor, okay, on a scale to 1 to 10, 10 being a fully functioning immune system, on a scale to 1 to 10, where am I at? And my doctor said, well, I'm a 10, I would consider myself a 10, and I would say that your immune system is probably about at a 6, at a 6. And the follow-up question was, well, at 6 I can certainly fight off some things and her response was yes but she said from what we know um I would not feel she said I would not necessarily feel any more safer as a 10 than a 6 because if you get in close contact to where you get the covid-19 it's the immune system, it's all the other things that are going on with your body, your heart, your lungs, et cetera, et cetera, because her main point was, yes, you need to be extra careful. There's no doubt about it, Bill, but we all need to be extra careful. We all, you know, and she certainly wasn't a naysayer about getting out and do what you do, but it goes back to, <clears throat> how you know, how long will we be, Going to a store and a clerk has a plastic shield up. How long are you going to wear when an N95 masks come out to where you can be protected both ways? Are we all right now? uh, I have gloves, but I also have sandwich bags in each of the cars, so that if there's a a, a run to get something, you use a plastic bag. Now we're going to get out and do things, but it's it's just I just don't think it's going to be back to normal anytime soon now there's going to be people who are going to say you know what i'm young i'm not going to wear a mask i'm not going to wear gloves and you're going to see people on about to have none of that but the question is is that really the safe thing to do and obviously we see the opinions in our country as joe weaver and i were just talking right now there's a there's a group of americans That are just hoping that Georgia, when it opens up on Friday, hoping that it doesn't work out and hoping that they can just absolutely plummet the governor of Georgia for being irresponsible. And then others of us are hoping that, uh, you know, praying that uh, we find a workable solution as we deal with this new normal. So how long does it take you to get on a plane? Eight seven seven nine four three nine six seven three. 943 Share if you will. I'll be right back.
9: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Congress sprinting to approve a $483 billion coronavirus aid package. The deal backed by the White House would replenish the Small Business Payroll Fund and put more money to hospitals and testing programs. President Trump urging swift passage this week. The bill is Washington's fourth in response to the crisis, but it's not expected to be the last. Stock index is higher in afternoon trading on Wall Street after a dismal start to the week. Even the oil market is gaining ground. U.S. oil jumped 25 percent after President Trump threatened the destruction of any Iranian gunboats that harass U.S. Navy ships, raising the possibility of a disruption in oil supplies. Treasury yields also inched higher. And a sign of a bit of pessimism in the market. The Dow up 532 points. The NASDAQ is ahead 252. This is SRN News.
11: Hi, I'm David Moss Jr. from Moss Nissan. And right now, please know that the Moss family cares deeply about your family and our community. And as hard as we work to make our face to face experiences for our customers amazing, we understand that right now, not everyone will feel comfortable venturing out to a showroom. So I'd like you to know two things. One, we're going to get through this together. And two, our commitment to unbeatable customer service is always available at mossnissan.com, where you can shop our full inventory of new cars and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. that are also available at any of our physical locations. You can secure financing, value your trade, take advantage of programs for all military and first responders, and complete your entire purchase online, and all from the comfort and safety of your home. We'll even deliver your new car right to your driveway. Plus, every vehicle features Moss Care, which one great benefit is an antimicrobial surface designed to kill all bacteria and viruses. At MossNissan.com, we're committed to never losing a deal over price and, more importantly, never compromising the health and well-being of our customers. God bless.
1: Trading involves financial risk and is not suitable for all investors. Past results do not guarantee future
8: performance. Stock market have you nervous with all the massive fluctuations? With the impact of coronavirus and the upcoming election, it's virtually impossible to guess what will happen next. With Vantage Point, you don't have to. Text money to 411411 to find out how our technology can forecast market trend changes with up to 87.4% accuracy. That's right, 87.4%. Text the word MONEY to 411411 to get what you need to stay ahead of market trends and better protect yourself from sudden downturns. Vantage Point's patented technology analyzes huge quantities of global data in seconds. No more guessing when to stay or when to get out. Text MONEY to 411411 and we'll send you a link to our free demo so you can better protect your hard-earned capital with Vantage Point. Don't wait. Text the word MONEY to
1: 411411. Go to vantagepointsoftware.com for terms, conditions, and privacy
10: policy.
2: connecting you with new customers.
8: Take Faith Talk AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go using our mobile app Let's Talk Faith.com. Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart and at Radio.com
12: Church is where you find the teaching and fellowship to grow in Christ. But between Sundays, how do you keep your spiritual gas tank filled? You can always find strength between Sundays here on Faith Talk AM 570 and AM 910. But if you live in the Lakeland, Winter Haven, Auburndale area, check us out on FM 102.1. Stream at letstalkfaith.com.
5: Hey, we're back. Bill Bunkley here. If we would have been back a couple of minutes earlier, especially those of you in the eastern part of our listening area. I was going to have you go outside because the SpaceX Falcon 9 just lifted off a couple of minutes ago, and uh, it's a pretty clear day out there, so you can usually see the launches going up, especially the more that you uh, get down the I-4 corridor heading over to uh, Daytona and, uh, of course, uh, uh, the Cape. Uh, everything's going well. In fact, I'm watching some of the onboard cameras. It's cruising up. And I'm excited about, uh, what, about three weeks in the next month where we're going to be launching some astronauts from U.S. of A. soil back to the space station. So glad to have you with us. Well, I ask you a question. Nobody was, uh, no one wanted to come and have that discussion. I wanted to ask you, when do you think you're willing to get on an airplane again or maybe go on a cruise or even go to a hockey game anywhere where there's crowds, maybe even a mall. Well, Joe and I have been talking about it uh, during the break, and here's what my thing, here's what my thought process is. I think things are going to be pretty sketchy up and down until, until we believe and we are told that there is an absolutely 100% effective vaccine. Now, some are hoping this will come in the fall, August, September, October. There are still folks that think it could be February or March of next year. Now, we've got an all-out push uh, on many things, to see the antigen check for us to know whether we had COVID-19 or not, Uh, now there's a new test I think it's $119 Um, you can soon you'll be able to order this test you'll be able to do a saliva test at home send it back in and uh, round trip for $119 you don't have to be sick you don't have to have a single symptom but you'll be able to know whether you had the virus or not but here's what I really think I really 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 believe that when people know that there is a vaccine, just like right now, and I get them all mixed up, but you know, we had measles, smallpox, and I can't remember which ones we do, which ones we don't do, and in fact, keep in mind, I'm so, I'm so aware of this is, um, I've told this story before, that when you have a bone marrow transplant and your bone marrow cells are effectively destroyed by a knockout punch of heavy-duty chemo. Boy, i tell you what, it's a knockout punch. At the same time, you have been infused with the new cells uh, that are going to start to be forming. And of course the idea is that when you knock out your existing cells You knock out the good plus all of the bad. That's what the transplant's all about. And then you have a donor that's got good, healthy cells, and then you don't have the cancer blasts in you anymore. But just in the last uh, six months, I've been having to go to Moffitt and had to uh, re-receive all of my immunization shots, all of them. And, man, my arm was pretty pretty, pain, pretty sore one day because all of that was removed from my system with the transplant. And, oh, by the way, I can't remember, but this is so fascinating, that my uh, blood type is now different. The blood type, and I, all this, I, unless I jot it down or, or research it, pull it out, I can't remember, but my... Uh, my blood type has changed because of the transplant. So it's given me such an awareness of viruses and, and, and those type of things. And so in the same way that once we get inoculated, and even though every year they tell us, hey, get the flu shot, we don't know for sure if it's going. We, we They take an educated guess on which one of the COVID uh, coronaviruses is going to be the, the virus or whatnot for the year, you get the flu shot. But I believe, and especially I think maybe among our audience, and I say this audience, this is a predominantly uh, Christian audience uh, during this first hour, and uh, if you're like me, um, I am trying to absorb everything that the Lord would uh, impart to me on this I'm praying for a hedge of protection around my family um, every day, every morning, as well as my mother-in-law, uh, both uh, ourselves and extended family members. But I think, as uh, many of us on this side of the thinking is, you know, we're gonna we're 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 gonna continue to observe what we're being told. Does it mean we're not going to find out in the future that there's going to be more inconsistencies of things that maybe we didn't have to do? But we don't know any better right now. We're using the best, uh, the best uh, information that we have received. And I happen to think that there, especially among our older populations, I think people are going to cool their jets until, uh, to some degree, uh, when there's a vaccine. Now, what I mean by that, I think that right now people will go out, don't know if they're going to sit in a, in a crowded theater, but, you know, you've got a mask, you've got your gloves, you've got your protection, you're going to come home, you're going to take your clothes off, you're going to take an immediate shower, you're going to leave your shoes outside. Uh, I think people will begin to engage in that, obviously, especially to get something different to eat. But the day where you're really going out and not thinking twice about it, I think that when we know that we have a vaccine and people can get a vaccine and know that uh, you're pretty well, they've got this thing pretty well figured out to contain it, I think that's when um, we really get out in mass numbers. So it goes back to the point, to me, that um, all eyes are on the researchers. And not just for the uh, antigens and all the other things are the labs that are working on a vaccine because when they think they have a vaccine in the laboratory it could take two to four months of uh, taking it to the field for the trials uh, that are going to be the supervised trials to either confirm or not confirm that hey that particular um, mixture is, uh, is an effective vaccine for um, the virus. So, the reality and the reason why we've talked about this uh, today is there's hope there we certainly have hope there's light at the end of the tunnel, but I'm suspecting that um, even as things begin to open up, I think there's going to be uh, I think there's going to be a fair amount of caution at least when within our audience and for others um, all I can say this is that people are dying. Uh, people are in the ICU. Um, you don't know if someone is sick, and so when you when you go out and about, uh, whether you think it's a huge problem or a problem that's less of a problem than the flu, I think we all must acknowledge that this isn't this isn't a hoax. This this you know. This whole COVID-19 is not just a total hoax. There's no such virus. There's no such, uh, you know, illness, because there is. It's all going to depend on how you look at it. And, uh, and some of you uh, will make the decision that, uh, you know what, we've got to get out and about. And some of you will trust the Lord and say, you know what, Lord, I ask you to protect me. So I believe when I go out, I'm going to be protected. And that's an individual faith uh, relationship with the Lord, individual faith statement. I would never come in between that. But uh, if I lined up uh, 100 people and gave them a confidential questionnaire, I I probably may not get 100 different responses, but I bet you I got a very large number of different responses on how they plan to, to go forward in this. But as I said yesterday, the beach. The beach. The Jacksonville mayor says things are working out better than expected with them opening up their beaches. Pinellas is not ready to open up their beaches. Now, if you live in Sarasota, and um, I was going to wait till next hour, but I'll go ahead and talk about it for a minute. In Sarasota, if, you, if you've not heard, your county commission met today and they they opened up the Sarasota beaches well kinda they kinda opened them up first of all if you're gonna drive to the beach in Sarasota you're not gonna have a place to park (laughs) because they're not gonna open up the parking lots in addition to that the only thing you can do at the beach is walk the beach you can't go swimming you can't set up your beach chair all you can do is if you live close to the beach you gotta walk down to walk to the beach if you don't you're going to have to be very creative in finding a parking place so uh... anyway that's the update from sarasota Of course yesterday manatee lifted their um, curfew so most of you manatee know that as well so it is just very confusing. So we'll find out Friday what's going to be our first step. What's not going to be our first step? I will just say that uh, we've all probably learned a lesson for all time, especially when it gets into the fall uh, and in the uh, just at Christmas time and after you know Thanksgiving, Christmas, and first of the year. All of us catch a cold. And the last couple of years, I think I have a virus that lays dormant because I think it comes back every spring. I know one thing where you got a mask on, where you got gloves on, I bet you that you are going to be washing your hands a lot more, especially during the flu season, than you ever did. And I bet you you're going to be cognizant with one of your coworkers or somebody in a store just decides they want to cough or they want to sneeze and they're not putting their arm into their shoulder and uh, i bet you you're going to be much more sensitive of uh... you know running for the hills when somebody does that so hey life's going to change a little bit some things may be for the best but uh... we will see the main thing is who knows who knows some think that we're going to be back to it august september and if it's, the, if it's a healthy thing to do, I'm right there on the front lines. Uh, but I think we're going to be still uh, exercising caution. Phone lines are open at 877 That's 877 943 Reminding you that uh, the other, other part of this discussion is going to be coming up in, this, in the second hour because I'm going to talk about Sweden. You know, Sweden never did any social distancing. Sweden never took any steps like the rest of the the Western world. And uh, they are betting on something called herd immunity. Herd immunity. So we'll talk about what their angle is on how to deal with COVID-19. Kind of interesting. But we'll be debating this for a long, long, long time. I'm Bill Bunkley, be right back.
3: Truth has been lacking
10: way down
3: Travel Cats travel experts announce brand-new stay-and-play golf vacations at Sandals All-Inclusive Resorts. Play any of six prestigious courses across the Caribbean with complimentary green fees and transfers, including the Greg Norman Signature Course at Emerald Bay or Journey to Ireland and play on the Emerald Isle. Call Travel Cats to design your golf getaway, 352-277-7300, travelcats.com. That's TravelKATZ.com.
2: Fear and anxiety often feed on one another, but we've found a resource to help overcome these feelings, and we want to send it to help you free. It's a 14-page guide with 10 ways to overcome your fears and anxiety from best-selling author and host of New Life Live, Stephen Arterburn.
13: There's not one fear God can't help you overcome.
2: Get your free copy of 10 Ways to
8: Overcome Your Fear and Anxieties at LetstalkFaith.com. Use the keyword overcome.
4: with christianheadlines.com.
5: Hey folks, Bill Bunkley here. Like you, I'm staying at home, spending time with my family. And one thing we enjoy right now is watching uplifting movies that affirm our faith. With all the choices, what can you watch? Well, I have an answer. Introducing Patterns of Evidence The Exodus, a documentary which presents convincing evidence that the biblical account of the Exodus is true. Investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney journeyed to Egypt, Israel, and throughout the world to search for answers to one very important question Did the stories, like Exodus, as written in the Bible, really happen? The results of his investigation are monumental. Right now, you can watch Patterns of Evidence The Exodus at home. Go to patternsofevidence.com. That's Patterns of Evidence. Evidence.com. And immediately following the movie, a panel moderated by Gretchen Carlson and featuring Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, and Anne Graham Locks will provide further insights and commentary on the film. Watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, and others in this series. Go to PatternsOfEvidence.com. That's PatternsOfEvidence.com.
1: Sunday mornings at 9, join Rabbi Stephen Weiler for
2: Heart of Messiah.
9: If you are arrogant, remember that it is not you who supports the root, but the root who supports you. In verse 20 and 21, it says to the Christians, don't be arrogant. If God didn't spare Jewish people for unbelief, why would he spare you?
1: Heart of Messiah, Sunday mornings at 9 on Faith Talk, AM 570 and online at
8: letstalkfaith.com. Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, letstalkfaith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at radio.com.
14: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you're sick. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Religious Broadcasters and this station.
3: Rain, rain on my face Hasn't stopped raining for days My world is a flood slowly I become the one with the mud
4: but if
5: I can and, so and we're back, Bill Bunkley here with the final sipping of the first hour.
13: You know, for all of us,
5: Our hope. In our future, lies in the hands of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Those of us that know him and are following him very closely and understand what it's like to have a total faith and trust in him, realize that your experience each day in this um, economic and uh, uh, this, uh, this pandemic our experience is different than most to everybody else's in the world. The Lord gives us insight that he doesn't give the rest of the world. The Lord gives us a peace. And though today we're talking about speculating about just what the new, the new next paradigm is going to look like, how long the next phase will be, We don't know for sure a lot of those answers. But we know the one who does. And when I talk about the fact that we want to do two things here, we want to we want to talk about truth and that with no spin, and we want to talk about encouraging you to be wise, to be thoughtful, first about where we are at today. And where we're going to be at in the days ahead, that's not an exercise for us to get all uptight, have a lot of fear, have a lot of anxiety. No. But as we as we go to the Lord and we have our quiet time, which we have a time to see what he's in, imparting on us through the scriptures. Then we also have a window of a discernment. As our world is changing every day, and we've got some renewed hope that we'll be able to do some moving about, getting back to work. And the verse I wanted to leave you in the first hour had to do from 2 Samuel. I was reading today in the 12th chapter, the 22nd verse. And, of course, I'm right in the midst of all of uh, the many biblical stories that you know about David and Bathsheba, Nathan the prophet, uh, Uriah, um, Solomon, who was born to uh, King David and Bathsheba after the death of their firstborn, and also Absalom, who turned against his father. And so there was a passage about prayer. Always keep praying to the end. Always keep praying right now that God will continue to fill you with wisdom and insight for your next day. And it's good for us to be aware, not watching the news all day for sure, but being aware of at least what's out there. And where is public opinion? Now, public opinion these days is usually in two separate camps. It's been that way for a while. Hyper-partisanship. I got it. I get it. At the same time, to understand where the two camps are coming from, it gives you a little wisdom and insight as to how the, the world is operating, how it's going to move forward. Uh, and it's a pull. It's a, uh, it's a pull. It's a tug. Uh, as the two sides are are continuing to uh, go go after each other during this pandemic and now this economic what could be and we'll probably call it an economic disaster and the question is how quickly can we recover but think about always keep praying to the end don't give up your prayers for those of you that are praying for the end of the pandemic and you might get to a point and say well it's obviously not anytime soon i'm not going to pray no you keep praying you keep praying and praying and praying and praying and praying and asking the lord for what is on your heart and that goes along with the keep on keeping on because that's what we're all about every day our mercies are new every day we have an opportunity to take a look at his word and ask him lord what is there that i need to know for today lead me and guide me open the doors shut the doors and uh that's why whatever we're faced with, whether we can get out or we can't get out with, you ask the Lord to give you contentment, he will do that. I'm going to take a break. I want to remind you that uh, Pastor Bruce Moore with uh, Christ Fellowship Seminole Heights is going to be with us at 530 to share and to pray for our community. Good friend. Don't want to miss that most important part of the day. When we come back, we're going to hear from President Trump. More of the Bill Bunkley Show. I'll be right back. It's who I am. It's
8: who I am. It's who I am. Sunday mornings at 730. Don't miss the crucified message with Dr. Tony Young Jr. Let me remind you, that's the way you and
15: I have acted toward God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But not only that, he gives us life. He gives us health, strength, food, shelter, and
8: clothing. The Crucified Message with Dr. Tony Young Jr. Sunday mornings at 7.30 on Faith Talk AM 570 and online at letstalkfaith.com.
14: This time next week, I'll be sick in bed with West Nile
16: virus. Thanks to a mosquito bite right in front of my house.
7: In eight minutes, my daughter will be in an ambulance having an asthma attack triggered by cockroaches.
15: I'm going to be bitten by a tick today. I won't even know it
7: until Lyme disease turns my life upside down.
16: Learn how to protect your family at pestworld.org. A public service message from the National Pest Management Association and the CDC.
1: Faith Talk 570 WTBN, Pinellas Park. Online at Let's letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media
10: Group.
9: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Congress is spreading to approve a $483 billion coronavirus aid package. The deal would replenish a small business payroll fund and pump more money into hospitals and testing programs. President Trump urging swift passage this week. The bill is Washington's fourth in response to the crisis and not expected to be the last. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell already bracing for his next battle with Democrats. Over funding for coronavirus recovery. McConnell says Democrats delayed critical
2: funding for jobs by demanding a number of unrelated items be attached to the bill. Yeah, that's a fact, an indisputable fact. McConnell tells the Salem Radio Network the next battle will likely focus on the Democrats' demand for what he calls a blank check to the state and local governments. And I think we need to have a full debate, not only about If we do state and local, how will they spend it? McConnell says it's also time to discuss the potential dangers posed by adding what's already $2.7 trillion to the U.S. debt. Bob Agnew reporting.
9: Also at SRNNews.com, President Trump threatening to destroy any Iranian gunboats that harass U.S. ships. Writing on Twitter, the president said that he has ordered the
17: Navy to shoot down and destroy any Iranian boats that bother American vessels at sea. He did not cite a specific Iranian provocation. However, the Navy recently reported a group of Iranian boats made dangerous and harassing approaches to American ships in the Persian Gulf. At the Pentagon, the Deputy Secretary of Defense said that the president was emphasizing the right of self-defense, and he called the tweet a very useful thing. Greg Clugston, Washington.
9: U.S. oil jumped 25% after the president threatened the destruction of the Iranian gunboats, raising the possibility of a disruption to oil supplies. The Dow is ahead 534 points, the Nasdaq up 251. This is SRN News.
2: Tides can turn quick on the water. Progressive's boat insurance has you covered with basic plans starting at $100 a year. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Annual premium for a basic liability policy not available in all states. Prices
18: vary based on how you buy. Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans and Rocket Mortgage. During these challenging times, our commitment to providing you with the best mortgage experience remains. We understand that hardships may arise, and we're prepared to help. Mortgage rates remain near historic lows. If you think that now is the right time to refinance your mortgage, our home loan experts are available to help 24 hours a day, seven days a week at rocketmortgage.com. Call for cost information and
1: conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. and
9: MLS consumer. Should the Bible influence America's laws? SRN's Michael Harrington reports.
5: A new poll from the Pew Research Center finds that the country is just about evenly split on the question say the scriptures should have at least some sway over what laws we have versus 50% who say they should have little or none. 89% of white evangelicals want the Bible to influence the law and 76% of black Protestants agree. More than half of mainline Protestants and Catholics also believe the scriptures should
9: inspire our law. Michael Harrington, SRN News. A federal judge has a hearing scheduled for Thursday in a battle over whether Kansas Democratic Governor Laura Kelly can close churches during the virus outbreak. In a weekend ruling, U.S. District Judge John Brooms blocked enforcement of an order that sets a 10-person limit on in-person attendance at religious services. This is SRN News.
2: and profitable to be kind to others when you
8: enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On May 2nd, you could win $5,000 and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Take the Kindness Challenge at LetstalkFaith.com. Brought to you by Word of Life Bible Institute and Faith Talk, 570 and 910. Faith Talk 570, WTBN,
1: online at letstalkfaith.com, a service of the Salem Media Group.
5: Hey, welcome back. It's Bill Bunkley with the Bill Bunkley Show. And uh, we've got some fresh intel in this afternoon because, uh, you know, the task force to reopen Florida, they've been meeting, and they're going to be bringing their Phase 1 plan day after tomorrow. But the breakout sessions have been already underway. And uh, Jim Turner with the uh, new service of Florida, uh, been monitoring some of these conversations and has also been asking some questions. Let me share from his story right off the top of the hour, reminding you that our phone lines are open at eight seven seven nine four three nine six seven three as we were just talking in the first hour of the Bill Bunkley Show over on our faith talk stations, and uh, now both those both that audience and uh, those of you join us joining us uh, on our answer stations this afternoon. We have now have become one. We were talking about the speculation about when people would be willing to get on an airline or a cruise ship or to go to a, a baseball game, football game, hockey game. Um, how about the Busch Gardens, Universal Studios? Well, let me give you some idea of what the current thinking is uh, from the state capitol in Tallahassee. Expect virtual Or expanded, fast-pass style lines. Remember that one of the biggest challenges is they don't want people in lines. I think it's Wisconsin. Remember that election they had a couple of weeks ago? And nobody was exercising social distancing. You had those long lines waiting to vote, and they were standing in line just like we would stand in line prior to of the COVID-19 shutdown, or the stay-at-home orders. So keep in mind that if you're thinking about a theme park, maybe everything for riding a ride is going to be like a fast pass. Maybe you'll have to decide what rides you want to do ahead of time, and you will be assigned a time to go to that ride to get your experience so that you're not standing in a long line. I don't know about you, but that 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 in itself almost gives me, makes my head spin as uh, how to figure that out. But this will give you an idea what the planning folks at these theme parks may be thinking about. Also, and they're all sharing, so as this sort of develops and evolves, we might see some similar procedures. If you do go to a Rays game, if you do go to a Bucks game, if you do go to a Lightning game. You can expect there's going to be staggered seating on those those very popular rides that are theme parks. You're not going to stand in line to order your lunch. You're going to have to order your lunch online at Disney or Busch Gardens. You're going to have to pay for it online. And I assume they'll say, okay, Mr. Bunkley, your order is number 114. Go out there and spread out with the rest of the world in the courtyard. When 114 order is up for your chicken tenders and uh, your 10-gallon, you know, refillable cup for Coke, when we call up 114, then you can approach the counter. Um, and the fact that if you're going to go to any of the theme parks, even if they do open up, they're not going to be open to capacity much much smaller crowds uh, and that's what we're hearing from the task force the last couple of days um, right now let me be clear there's not a timeline there's no timeline as to when they're going to reopen but know that our theme parks are very critical do you realize the number one tourist destination in the world Orlando Kissimmee it's not just the money you pay at the theme parks understand the huge economic percentage of Florida's health is with the theme parks getting people here basically on airplanes some will drive but on airplanes it's crucial that the state economically the damage has to begin to be repaired by the theme parks having some sort of operation. You've got the resorts. You've got all the other places to eat. Now, John Sproul, Sprawl's member of the legislature, he's also uh, the University of Orlando Resort CEO said that planning is underway for when their gates will open, when the Universal Studios workers and guests are expected to be screened when they come when entering the facilities. He said, we are not sure yet how we're going to do that, but we're looking for help from health officials to help us figure out What might be an appropriate protocol to try to minimize the possibility of any sick guests entering the parks? He made that comment uh, in a public forum with his sub-work group on the task force to reopen Florida. He said at Universal Studios, they are evaluating face coverings for all of the team members. We're potentially evaluating, allowing, or even encouraging guests to wear face coverings as well, at least initially. The task force's executive committee is expected to make recommendations to Governor DeSantis by Friday about ways to open up our economy. No doubt on Tuesday, yesterday, the task force members were talking about the need for enhanced hygiene measures for any of their workers at the hotels or at the restaurants, and those measures could also carry into certain aspects of the theme park. Again, Mr. Sprouse, who's also vice president of Universal Parks and Resorts, said even with such steps as enhanced cleaning, checking temperatures, and observations by on-site medical personnel, it looks like that you're going to have medical personnel watching you, observing you while you're in the theme park to see if you have some sort of medical issue. Now, in the middle of summer, I don't know where the science is on all of this because people are hot anyway. I don't know how you take a temperature when you're sweating like a like a dog and it's, you know, 98 degrees with, uh, you know, 92% humidity. But I wonder if there's something in the offing, and I'm sure there is, Somewhere, uh, people are researching how you can have a portable device, kind of like an old transistor radio, and you just point it. Point it over toward Bill Bunkley, and we'll tell you what his temperature is. I wonder how you feel about that. wonder how you feel about people putting you under observation. In fact, I'm going to ask our, in a moment, uh, when I give, finish the update, I'm going to ask Joe Weaver to weigh, to weigh in because Mr. Weaver, who is our program manager, uh, is uh, very, very opinionated uh, on our personal rights and protection of our personal rights. And so uh, I'm right there with him. But uh, I'm interested now that, that we're learning that maybe folks will be walking around the football game, walking around the baseball game, uh, checking you out. And obviously the conclusion of that is if they don't like something they see, you're going to be removed from the venue. What if you get a refund for your ticket? But... Um, as he said, one of the options, one of the one of the, uh, one, of the one of the items we were talking about in the last hour was the main thing is what they're what they're grappling with is that if you're going to go to a theme park, you are going to want to be confident that the theme park is safe for you to go to. He said very clear. If you don't feel safe, you're not going to come to our theme park. Again. In line with, uh, and by the way, I I had no idea about this report, and I wasn't looking at a lot of specifics, but because this came from Florida News Service, and so they're uh, one of the very dedicated uh, Tallahassee bureau uh, media folks uh, outlets, and so that's why we're getting a little more detail than what we've heard so far. He went on to say, to help improve the feel of safety and to get guests used to staying six feet feet apart to reduce the spread of the coronavirus, Universal expects parts to limit attendance when they reopen. We would be capping attendance to make sure we could create a maximum amount of social distancing. And then, as we gain confidence in those practices and procedures that we're employing, And as we have learned from what we are doing, we would gradually see the attendance maximums rise. Now, John Hudalik, analyst with uh, UBS Wall Street, weighed in this article talking about waiting for people to feel safe is part of why that investment firm downgraded Walt Disney stock today and went against the uh, predictions of a summer reopening by forecasting that the company's theme parks, are you ready for this, Joe? They're suggesting the theme parks may not open until early next year. While officials at the federal and state level are working on opening the economy, we expect it to happen in stages With stadiums and theme parks very low on the priority risk, a list, I should say, for risk. Disney's been working with the state's unemployment system to download a list of furloughed employees as it stopped paying more than 100,000 workers a couple of days ago on Monday. And the task force is talking about what we've talked about the last few days, that think the Buccaneers will play. I think the Rays will get back to playing. Hockey is going to go back into, uh, into action. But it may be a while before there's any fans. And basically cashless transactions when the fans do return. And so um, we will see. When we come back, going to engage with uh, Joe Weaver as well as yourself. Phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. If you'd like to weigh in on uh, what is the thought process coming from uh, those that have been assigned to the task force, to Governor DeSantis, hey, give me a call and uh, call in because, as I mentioned a couple of days ago, We're going to be spending more and more time talking about the the economy and more specifically right now the reopening of the economy as much as we're talking about the health updates of COVID-19. Your number to call right now, join the conversation, give me your opinion, 877-943-9673. I'm Bill Bunkley. Be right back. There's a reason why I have let that uh, bumper music sort of play out a little bit. Because what we're talking about, some of you have been thinking over the break. Hum. Hmm. Hmm. So that's how they're thinking about this. Hmm. Bill Bunkley here, back with the Bill Bunkley Show. Now, we haven't announced this and probably isn't happening today. Uh, the last couple of days, we've been trying to uh, work things out with the with the Lieutenant Governor Janet Nunez for her to join us. Uh, it's my understanding that she's actually, as Lieutenant Governor, second in command uh, under Governor DeSantis, that she's actually uh, chairing the uh, overall work groups uh, for the Reopen Florida Task Force, and so... She's been uh, pretty much uh, working with those folks, and uh, if she was, uh, and I think when she can, and uh, we tried yesterday, and they were meeting, and today it was going to be tight, but she'd call us, and she can get to us, so one of these days uh, when she gets freed up, she'll be back with us, we can talk with her, so if we happen to get a call in a few minutes, and we're in the midst of a discussion, we're going to be shifting gears real quick, now. I want to know what you think about what I just uh, uh, preview, excuse me, previewed for you. Now, the phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. Now, let me set this up for you. You're one of the early folks with you and your spouse and your family, and you're going to go to one of our theme parks. And you're going to already have prepaid for your ticket. And when you walk up, you're probably going to flash your cell phone or something, and there's going to be an attendant behind a plexiglass uh, sort of enclosure to not have contact with you. It's going to be 90 degrees. That person's going to have a mask on. Don't know whether you're going to be asked to wear a mask in the early going. And so you go into the theme park. And I want Joe Weaver to come in and weigh on this because I'm going to give you a scenario. You're in the theme park. And you have medical personnel walking around around the theme park. They could be walking around uh, the concessions at Raymond James Stadium. Could be walking around the concessions at Tropicana Field or uh, over uh, downtown at the Thunderdome. And uh, anyway, I don't know whether they've got a detection equipment or not, but they they walk up to Joe Weaver, our program uh, director. And Joe's pretty conservative, and a little bit. So uh, a little bit conservative because you're going to have some fun hearing Joe's perspective. And uh, hey, sir, sir, Joe Weaver, uh, I give you one or two scenarios, uh, Mister Weaver. Could you could you come over here and stand against the wall because we've got some follow up medical questions to ask you? And oh, by the way, we're gonna we're gonna take your temperature. We 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 have to take your temperature again. And then the other part of it is. That's not very private, you know, that could be embarrassing. Uh, Mr. Weaver, uh, could you come with me? We are going to go to the bathroom. I need to talk to you and check your temperature. Now, obviously, uh, the third option is, Mr. Weaver, can you come with me? We're, we're going to go to one of our offices here. We need to uh, rediscuss your health this afternoon. So, Joe Weaver, you paid your ticket. You're at the theme park. And, you know, we got this whole thing about civil liberties versus uh, uh, health concerns. Where are you with this uh, proposal as discussed by one of the theme park's CEO uh, individuals uh, on the Florida Reopen Task Force? All
18: right, so we're engaging in the hypothetical here, certainly. This is not a apples-to-apples apples discussion because we don't actually know how all this is going to materialize. But you're asking me. Um, and of course if we, if any of our legal eagles out there we dispute any of my reasoning on this then certainly they're um encouraged to call in 877-943-9673 i would say first and foremost that if it's my understanding that a private um entity like we'll use disney world as an example because it's close by um or bush gardens or whatever you know if if they have decided to make as a condition of entering their theme park these oh. Uh, it's
5: on the ticket it's on the ticket you
18: agree to a medical whatever well then at that point i'm just not going to frequent that park i'm i'm going to i'm 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 just saying right now that i am going to make the determination um and, and there's a couple of reasons for that philosophically if i'm going to a theme park what am i going there for i'm going there to relax i'm going there to um unwind i'm going there to not feel the pressures of the rigors of the regular you know working life of course you know there's less of that for everybody these days but the point is is that that if you feel like there's somebody watching you the entire time, kind of hard to relax, isn't it? Kind of hard to, to to unwind. But then I get into, I, I have, the way that I look at these things, um, you know, we have HIPAA laws. And there's, we, we cannot um, really even talk to each other. Um, peer-to-peer about the things that are affecting us health-wise in the regular working environment, the way that things exist right now. So I'm wondering, first of all, where, even if you have an i e ticket, how any of these people that are essentially you know theme park workers would have the authority the medical autonomy to do this but then here's a basic question that i would have about it okay you're gonna come uh and take my temperature Uh, with the understanding i mean because there's always a or else you know component to this right uh there's always a there's always a carrot and a stick so we want to do this because we want to make sure that everybody is healthy well what it's also saying is that well if we deem we as in the staff here that is assembled here for this theme park deem that uh Um, that you are unhealthy however it is we decided to find your unhealthiness um, then presumably you're going to be extricated from that park you're not going to be allowed you're going to be told to leave well okay what happens if i spent you know several hundred dollars on the uh the tickets to be here or, or and you know taking the time off work hotel whatever the case may be and how do i know that the thermometers that you're using have been calibrated properly i don't I don't have any way of knowing any of that. You um, would, I would think that it would be incumbent upon them to indicate that they are doing it correctly. If they are going to have these sort of uh, quid pro quo attachments to going to a theme park. Again, we're talking about something that is for enjoyment. And if those are, if you're going to have these sorts of conditions attached to something like that. Uh, to me as it, without even going into the legality portion of this, I would think that as that business, it puts you in a precarious spot because if I'm going there to have a good time I'm not really having a good time if i'm uh trying to avoid or even if I'm trying to comply with the health police that are on site there so that would be my own personal um opinion on it, as we have one minute left in this segment uh that it would be that i just personally wouldn't frequent it myself i would kind of look at it as if the park wanted to do that that the amusement park wanted to do that then they you know they could elect to do that i think they would therefore then have to suffer the economic consequences from people like me that wouldn't show up there and or enjoy the benefits from people agreeing with their posture on this and that's you know kind of the same is true with uh, with 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 any business and so with 30 seconds left in the segment bill i'll let you have the last word
5: I just wanted our audience to understand, especially those of you on our answer stations, we are conservative. (laughs) We are a conservative point of view. And uh, we'll talk more about this in a minute. And you can weigh in too. What do you think? Agree with Mr. Weaver? Disagree? I'm certainly on his team in terms of this is a very sensitive issue. 877-943-9673. Be right back.
9: With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Congress sprinting to approve a $483 billion coronavirus aid package. President Trump is urging swift passage this week. Delta Airlines, the biggest and most profitable U.S. airline, lost $534 million in the first quarter. Delta has warned that revenue during the April through June quarter, typically a period of much travel, will plummet by 90% compared with last year. It was Delta's first loss in almost five years. Tyson Foods suspending operations indefinitely at a large Iowa pork processing plant that has been blamed for fueling a coronavirus outbreak in that community. The plant handles about 4% of the U.S. pork processing capacity. Stocks closing higher. The Dow gained 456 points. The Nasdaq was up 232. The S&P ahead 62. This is SRN News.
2: Fear and anxiety often feed on one another, but we've found a resource to help overcome these feelings, and we want to send it to help you free. It's a 14-page guide with 10 ways to overcome your fears and anxiety from best-selling author and host of New Life Live, Stephen Arterburn.
19: There's not one fear God
13: can't help you overcome.
2: Get your free copy of 10 Ways to Overcome Your Fear and
8: Anxieties at LetstalkFaith.com. Use the keyword OVERCOME.
6: The coronavirus is devastating our economy, leaving working men and women at huge risk. But you prepared, kept your insurance premiums paid up, and made sure you were covered. Don't let the insurance company keep you from getting everything you're entitled to. Go to FileAcclaimToday.com and let them act on your behalf. Business, home, building, wind, rain, fire, or flood, theft, vandalism, or act of God. You deserve what you've paid for. File a claim Today. Toll free at 833-411-File or at FileAcclaimToday.com.
11: Hi, I'm David Moss Jr. from Moss Nissan. And right now, please know that the Moss family cares deeply about your family and our community. And as hard as we work to make our face-to-face experiences for our customers amazing, we understand that right now, not everyone will feel comfortable venturing out to a showroom. So I'd like you to know two things. One, we're going to get through this together. And two, our commitment to unbeatable customer service is always available at mossnissan.com where you can shop our full inventory of new cars and pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs. that are also available at any of our physical locations. You can secure financing, value your trade, take advantage of programs for all military and first responders, and complete your entire purchase online, and all from the comfort and safety of your home. We'll even deliver your new car right to your driveway. Plus, every vehicle features moss care, which one great benefit is an antimicrobial surface designed to kill all bacteria and viruses. At mossnissan.com, we're committed to never losing a deal over price and, more importantly, never compromising the health and well being of our customers. God bless. Weekday mornings at 6, join Pastor
1: Steve Kreloff for Verse by Verse. Let's see the holiness of God. Look at the holiness of God. You look at the holiness of God and the purity of Jesus Christ, the purity of God the Father, God the Spirit, and you will hate your sin. Listen to Verse by Verse with Pastor Steve Kreloff, weekday mornings at 6 on Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com.
8: Take Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, letstalkfaith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at radio.com.
14: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you're sick. For more information, visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Religious Broadcasters and this station.
5: Ed, we're back. Phone lines are open at 877-943-9673. That's 877-943-9673. Going to have a chance to get a little bit of an update we have with us, honored to have with us back again, the Lieutenant Governor from the great state of Florida, Janet Nunez, who's also part of the Reopen Florida Task Force and uh, similar to the arrangements uh, in uh, Washington with uh, Mike Pence, uh, helping to shepherd uh, the Coronavirus Task Force. Uh, Lieutenant Governor is doing the same here in Florida, and we've had a couple of days of meetings, more to happen tomorrow. With that, Lieutenant Governor, good to have you with us.
7: Good afternoon, Bill. Always a pleasure to be on.
5: Good to be with you. Now, we were just having a discussion to kind of tell you where, where we've been at for uh, we had a chance to to get with you uh, a couple of hours ago, Jim Turner with the News Service of Florida filed a story about some of the discussions from uh, the various experts that are part of the task force. And so uh, one of the things we were talking about was his reporting on the theme parks, uh, how some of that may change. But uh, in terms of, you know, how long could it be for they open? One Wall Street firm said next next year. Then we're talking about maybe some medical personnel would be kind of cruising the park uh, where you might be asking questions from that person. But I want to back up to the, the base question. Opening up Florida is not opening up, uh, even though they don't have an issue, you know, Montana or South Dakota. First of all, I happen to think that there's a lot of people in the uh, high urban areas of New Jersey and New York are thinking about you know what it's time to move to Florida, or we want to get out and go to Florida, and so we're going to have a lot of people coming in here. Uh, how do we balance getting things going again when the fact that we may have all sorts of people heading here, and we're not necessarily totally sure what the health aspect's going to be?
7: Absolutely. You bring up a great point because prior to this pandemic, Florida was seeing roughly 900 people a day flocking to our state from other states, including New Jersey, New York, and other high-tax, high-spend states. And so we expect that although uh, everyone dealing with this pandemic in different ways, we expect that there'll be individuals that decide to pack up and leave and head our way, and, and so the, we're, we're going to be challenged on a number of fronts. As you know, Florida, I think under Governor DeSantis's leadership, has done extraordinarily well compared to some other states and vis-a-vis what our population is and our unique challenges with our elderly. Uh, but if you look at what we've been able to do um, in terms of the numbers, if you look at what the governor has been able to do, uh, making sure we protect our elderly, I think, I think it lends to the credence, the credibility that we have built up here at this state as being conservative, but also being uh, mindful of the numbers and the data. And so the governor has been very firm that he wants to be making decisions based on data, not on backlash and not on media uh, hysteria or not on any of those other things that don't make sense. So we're doing what's best for Florida as we start to reopen. You know, theme parks are a big part of our tourism economy, but we understand that there's a lot more to Florida's economy than just those large corporations, those theme parks and things like that. So there's a lot of small businesses that are looking to the state to provide guidance, to provide leadership, and, and give them the comfort in knowing they'll be able to open safely, get back to work, to get their employees back in, and do it in a way that's safety first, but also dealing with this economic challenge that we've had over the past month and a half.
5: Hmm. Uh, Governor Nunez, uh, Georgia is uh, going to do uh, an opening on Friday, and a couple of three of those areas certainly have caught the attention of the nation of what they have talked about are going to be able to reopen. Lindsey Graham in South Carolina, Senator Graham had concerns about the spillover effect to affect to South Carolina. You know we're, we're great partners with Georgia, and a lot of people that are going to drive to get here are going to go through Georgia. Does what Georgia is going to do Friday, how does, that or not, how does that affect or not affect the decisions we make in Florida? Because it's just like whether this beach is going to be open, that one's not going to be open. It, it, just, it just kind of fosters the conflict. Any thoughts about that being discussed yet on the task force level?
7: Sure. We really haven't gone into Georgia's decisions or any other state decisions. We talked briefly about, you know, the federal government-based approach. And obviously we'll, we'll look at what other states, especially those that are contiguous to Florida, are doing. Uh, but but I think it's more important that we focus on um, what we need to do here. We'll always have challenges with folks that drive over and perhaps live in Georgia but work in in Tallahassee or vice versa so I think we'll always have challenges with that and we'll have to keep an eye on that as it relates to the impact on on our public health numbers. but I think what's more important is that we want to focus on not just picking winners or losers as to which businesses are considered essential there's been a lot of talk about that under the stay-at-home order that we're currently in but I think what the governor wants to focus on and I wholly support him is that we want to focus on what is not the essential versus non-essential business, but what is it that businesses can do, no matter what kind of business you run, what are the things that businesses can do that will make it safe for them to operate? And we're going to do that based on health recommendations, so we know that obviously if you have a business where you have employees and, con- and customers in close contact with each other, you're gonna have to take some heightened precautions. And that includes everything from potentially wearing a mask to the social distancing requirements, sanitation, a lot of things that come into place. I I talk about this uh, at length uh, all day, every day. And it really is one big puzzle piece because the minute you address one aspect of this pandemic, then you are seeing the spillover effects in the other. So we're, we're looking to do something that's clear and concise and specific And attainable for uh, really for Florida businesses we heard a lot from our executive committee task force members that want to make sure that whatever recommendations that we provide the governor that they are specific because businesses especially our small businesses don't want to have to be struggling to understand what is it that I need to do to be able to open how is it that I can go about getting my workers back in, and providing the service that I did prior to this pandemic in a way that's going to be beneficial both for the economy and keep in mind the safety of, of those that they come in contact with.
5: Now, I know the governor has called for Phase 1 to be reported in mm-hmm. on Friday, but as I think about this, and I think where small, medium, or large businesses are at, <laughs> we've heard uh, uh, in other states uh, over the last four weeks that there'll be a decree or an executive order And then it's not real specific. And so if we have businesses starting to open up, and if they have to start calling the balls and the strikes, you know, about uh, a situation, I think they'd rather have the state be very specific, uh, even if they're specific toward that business, uh, what you 're going to have to do, what you 're not going to have to do whether it's whether people like it or not i don 't think businesses want to be in the middle of this. Has that been a concern for some on the task force
7: absolutely bill i 'll tell you we 've talked a lot about the specificity and making sure it 's detailed and clear and concise because what we what we don 't want to see is businesses stumbling around trying to figure out okay, if I need to uh, employ these mitigation strategies that consist of masks and other PPE, I mean, how is it that I'm going to know? Am I going to be uh, legally liable? Am I going to have to face lawsuits down the road if I don't follow the letter of the law? So I think the more specificity we can provide, recognizing that there are unique circumstances that we cannot possibly contemplate. Uh, just like everything we, we say in, in, in my previous world as a legislator, there's always the law of unintended consequences when we go forth and try to legislate Um, there is going to be some trial and error along with this reopening of our economy and I think uh, again we ask people for their cooperation and for their patience and I think that what we'll be able to do is with the folks on the task force with the expertise that we have really look at broad-based but specific recommendations for the governor and then do it in a phased approach in a way that'll make sense it's gradual that's measured, and then we can analyze alongside the opening of these businesses and industries, we can analyze the health data, the numbers, to make sure we don't see an uptick in cases. The last thing we want to do is open the floodgates and have all businesses function at 100% capacity and then see our numbers creep up, and we may have to make some adjustments. So we want to do it, again, gradually and measured and balanced, and that's something the governor's been very adamant about.
5: Now, I'm not one to predict the future, Governor Nunez, but I think I see what's coming. No matter what the state of Florida, the governor, yourself, the task force, no matter what you decide, no matter how you roll it out, generally speaking, we've got this divided America. Right now, both sides divide. If you look at the folks that are on the streets, there's protesters for the health side. There's protesters for the civil liberty side. No matter what you're going to do, you guys are going to catch it. And it's not just on Friday or Monday. This is probably going to be one of the most difficult um, uh, public relation uh, challenges because ongoing with each phase or wherever it comes out, people are now just, just, you know, the cabin fever has set in. Uh, Are you all aware that uh, you're going to be putting fires out no matter what happens, anywhere we go cuz people are just divided and and they're over it for whatever reason
7: indeed we see that each and every day i think the governor obviously no matter what he does no matter what he says uh, it has been a, an intense amount of scrutiny on every single word, uh, every single action, and, and that's fine. We understand. That's why we are in the positions we are, and we have to make decisions. But that, that's what I love about this, Governor. When you make decisions based on principle and based on conviction, and don't let polls or or tweets or popular opinion sway your decisions. When you're grounded in data, when you're grounded in conviction, you know what, I'll uh, I'll stand by him, and I will take whatever backlash comes our way because I know we did what was right for the people of Florida.
5: Mm. i got about a minute left. Anything that's specific that you know would be an Mm on-target prayer request for the task force, yourself and the governor?
7: Well, of course, we ask for wisdom always and discernment. Like you said, there's going to be a lot of critics, so uh, let's hope that what the uh, enemy means for evil, we will turn it to good, as the good Lord always does.
5: Mm-hmm. Tell you what, thank you for your leadership. And again, I know you've been very busy and worked us in this afternoon. Um, just please, we, we've we been praying for uh, all of our leaders be praying for you. And uh, again, I just ask my audience that uh, there's no matter what happens on Friday or Monday, people are going to be unhappy. Let's do what I always say to do. Let's learn to disagree agreeably. That doesn't mean we won't get out and fly a flag and make our voices known in 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 a public six-foot separation deal. But uh, I tell you what, uh, this is not going to be a one- or two-day deal, and uh, uh, the more that we get along, uh, even though we disagree, uh, that's going to have a lot to say for where we go as a society. But thank you so much for being with us, Absolutely. and look forward to when you've got time in the future another update. But we wish you very well.
7: Thank you. Likewise.
5: God bless. All right. Tell you what, um, I, I would not want to be. Uh, I would not want to be the president. I would not want to be the governor. I wouldn't want to be the lieutenant governor. Not because I wouldn't want to serve, but. You've got to be a special person right now to be in those leadership positions. None of us like to be criticized. None of us like to be disagreed with. And um, I happen to know these folks to know uh, that they're doing the best that they know how to do. And so uh, as they're going to be catching it, (laughs) they're going to be catching it over and over with every decision that they make. Uh, Lord, just, just give them wisdom. What do you think? 877-943-9673. More of the Bill Bunkley Show coming along in a moment. You can weigh in next. Don't go away.
0: Are you tired of some of the movies that Hollywood puts out? Why not redeem the time you're spending at home with family and watch something that affirms your values? For a limited time, you can purchase No Safe Spaces, a film that reveals how freedom of speech is being threatened and how some are even attacked for their Christian beliefs right here in America. Freedom of speech is important for the spread of the gospel. Truth flourishes where it's allowed to be heard. But your speech and beliefs are under attack now more than ever. People have been accused of hate speech for simply speaking about the gospel. And some politicians have threatened to permanently shut down churches because of the pandemic. There is no more important time to watch No Safe Spaces. Go to Nosafespaces.com. Use the code SAVE25 to get 25% off your purchase. That's SAVE25. This offer is only available for a limited time. Go to Nosafespaces.com
5: today. Bill Buckley with something to think about as the state of florida struggles to catch up with the processing of hundreds of thousands of unemployment claims concerns over the health component of covid 19 will shift to the damage it has inflicted on both the national and state economy florida will begin to open up back in the next few days for some it will be welcome relief that they can get back to their work again for others their world is upside down their jobs have vanished throughout a lifetime Doors of opportunity open and, conversely, doors will close. Most of the time, when a door closes, as in one's current unemployment, a new door will open that often provides a better opportunity than before. If any state is going to be on the leading edge of recovery, it will be Florida. And new doors will open. I'm Bill Bunkley. Catch my show weekdays at 3. Get the latest local in Florida updates by following us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Faith Talk Tampa.
3: Travel Cats travel experts announce brand new stay and play golf vacations at Sandals All-Inclusive Resorts. Play any of six prestigious courses across the Caribbean with complimentary green fees and transfers, including the Greg Norman Signature Course at Emerald Bay or Journey to Ireland and play on the Emerald Isle. Call Travel Cats to design your golf getaway. 852
4: TravelCats.com. That's travelk It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means, turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com
3: Scary where you go, at night there's no one home, it's scary where you go, if the kids are all okay, then how
5: did they get here? Hey, we're back, Bill Buckley here. Good to talk with the Senate Governor once again to get uh, her take on uh, the negotiations. And the contributions. Keep in mind that the Reopen Florida Tax Task Force not only made up of our legislative leaders, both uh, outgoing and incoming, because uh, term limits uh, will uh, be giving us a new speaker and a new Senate president here in Florida come after the November election, um, as well as our Commissioner of Education, others, and uh, leaders in the various um, business interests here in the state of Florida. Certainly, reopening and getting this economy going is, is urgent. It's urgent. The question is going to be, how do we do this? And um, I think it's clear from all that have been listening to today that, uh, number one, that even as our movements are freed up and our activities are freed up, For most of us, it's going to be, and uh, at least for the near future, I I can tell you that with my compromised immune system, it will be um, probably the total hat, um, face mask for sure, uh, gloves or sandwich bags, depending on whether I'm doing a quick run into a post office or something, and uh, coming back and... Taking my clothes off immediately after I've been out, leaving my shoes uh I, I you know wear a particular pair of shoes or or sandals that you just leave at the front door and uh don't bring those in and you wash your clothes when you come in from the public and you take a shower and you wash your hair real well uh so that if you've been out and about if there's any of those particles that uh, you may have come in contact with and uh it's funny because. People talk to people, you know, they're very picky now about making sure that they stay six feet away and others stay six feet away from them. So I'm sure that as more and more people go out there, the businesses are going to have to uh, be witnessing some of these conflicts as, you know, uh, we all have our personal space. It's just like if someone got right up to you, like three inches away from you yelling and screaming. Well, we all would agree that's a violation of, you know, a personal space. Well, how about pre-COVID? Was that like four feet away, you know? Uh, you know when somebody ever leans in or gets too close, you just have that feeling that that alarm goes off. Man, what's this? That, that's, this that's too close. So we'll have to deal with it. But I think the takeaway is, is that as we get out and about, uh, these compromises that we've been doing in terms of uh, of masks and things just because we're going out those aren't going to go away uh i don't i don't see them going away in the next month or two regardless of what we're able to do now you may disagree with me and i know everybody would hope that boom Lord would just uh, just eradicate this virus right now and that we could blink our eyes and open our eyes and be right back where we were eight weeks ago six weeks ago because boy, we have certainly taken a tumble—a great tumble indeed—and who would ever have thought about the situation of our of our theme parks, our theme parks, global destinations, the possibility they could be closed for months more, and that when they are opened, uh, twenty. 30% capacity, it's going to be such a different experience. And, and going to our examples earlier, um, I think that uh, in many situations, whether it's a violation of our, of our HIPAA rights or not, I think that uh, we're going to be subject to more and more checkpoints, and I'll call it what it is, a checkpoint to see what our temperature is. Anyway, we've had a lot of privileges as we wrap up this second hour. Man, we we live in the greatest country of the world with all sorts of pleasures, all sorts of diversions. And one thing is certain, and and I I believe this is uh, one of the things that that God is trying to prepare us for, is that uh, our life is not going to be back to the way it was totally, if it ever gets back to the way it was, but if it does, it's, it's, it's going to be a longer-term proposition calling for our patience than a shorter-term one. And that's how all of us need to uh, certainly make our opinions known, and certainly we need to be on the front lines for defending and pushing back any incursion on our civil liberties, unreasonable uh, incursions on our civil liberties, uh, and also for our religious liberty, and um, that's why. Boy, I tell you what, with uh, with being president of the Florida Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, it looks like that uh, as we get reconstituted here uh, in the in the days, the weeks, the months, the years ahead, uh, we certainly have a formidable. Formidable challenge. Reminding you that uh, Bruce Moore is uh, pastor of the day. He's going to be joining me uh, at 5:30, and of course he's senior pastor of Christ Fellowship there in Seminole Heights. He'll be sharing and praying. Don't miss that at 5:30. Jay Secolo live is up next. I'll be heading over to the third hour of the Bill monthly Show on our Faith Talk stations. Come and join me. Love to see you there. I'll be right back.
8: It's easy and profitable to be kind to others when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Each day for 30 days, we'll post a new act of kindness that you can do for others. On May 2nd, you could win $5,000, and a deserving organization will also receive $5,000 in your name. You can make a difference in others' lives when you enter the Kindness Challenge. Take the Kindness Challenge at Let's Brought to you by Word of Life Bible Institute and Faith Talk, 570 and 910. Listen to Faith Talk weekday mornings at 8 a.m. as we welcome Alan Jackson, senior pastor of World Outreach Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee.
2: Jesus is real, folks, and he cares about you.
9: I know he's about new beginnings
2: and breaking the bondage over our lives that has held us. And if we'll turn our faces to him in humility and sincerity, he'll bring freedom to our lives. We don't have to leave here like we
8: can. Don't miss Alan Jackson Ministries. Weekday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570 and 910.
1: Faith Talk 570 WTBN, Pinellas Park. Online at Let's Talk Faith.com, A service of the Salem Media
17: Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. The director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention says there could be a second wave of COVID-19 in the fall and winter. And it could be worse than the current outbreak. White House advisor Dr. Deborah Burke says the U.S. is planning for any possible scenario, including a second wave of COVID-19. It's
14: very important that we have a completely refreshed and a, and, a, and a comprehensive stockpile going into the fall, and I think that's why we continue to bring in those shipments and work on the ventilators so that those would be available not only for the United States, but certainly if other other partner countries have this to level of tragedy.
17: Meanwhile, Congress is sprinting to approve a 483-billion billion-dollar coronavirus aid package this week. But Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell says it's time to push the pause button on federal spending. Reopening the country is continuing. Georgia is one of the first states that will partially reopen beginning this Friday. Hair salon owner Amanda Collins sells WTVM. She's glad the governor of Georgia is allowing her small business to reopen.
7: If we don't do something now, we're all going to, you know, go down a road that is potentially going to break us all, and we won't have an industry. So I think that it was a great thing that he did.
17: Iran's Revolutionary Guard has launched its first satellite into space. The launch Wednesday dramatically revealed what experts described as a secret military space program. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo says Iran should face consequences for the launch.
15: I think Iran needs to be held accountable for what they've done. They've now had a, a military organization that the United States has designated terrorists attempt to launch a satellite.
17: Meanwhile, President Trump threatened to shoot down and destroy any Iranian gunboats that harassed Navy ships in the Strait of Hormuz. That sent oil prices back up after several days of bottoming out. On Wall Street, the dropped by 457 points. This is SRN News.
19: With all that's going on right now, the last thing you want to do is add to your stress. But credit card debt does that, doesn't it? Even though these are hard times and credit card debt can add up, you don't have to tackle it alone. Nonprofit Trinity Debt Management can help. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, put a stop to late fees, and drastically reduce your interest. You'll pay thousands less than you originally owed. It's not a loan. It's a way to become debt-free and possibly improve your credit score. So call Trinity and talk to a certified counselor. They'll explain their proven program to you with no pressure, just practical solutions and hope for tomorrow. Take away this added stress today and be there for your family. If you're ready to pay off credit cards in less time, Time for less money, then pick up the phone and call for a free no-obligation debt analysis and become debt-free for keeps. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Call 1-800-990-5496. That's 1-800-990-5496.
17: One evangelical leader sees the hand of God
0: in the coronavirus outbreak. I do see it as an incredible opportunity for the gospel. People are open to spiritual truth in a new way. They're more aware of their mortality than they were willing to admit
19: two months ago.
17: Pastor Jim Dennison says Christians need to be asking themselves some questions. How can
0: we reach people we couldn't reach otherwise? How can we serve people in new ways? What can we do to take advantage of the opportunity that's in front of us as people are looking for help and for hope in new places?
17: Dennison addresses the news of the day from a Christian perspective at denisonforum.org. The virus outbreak appears to be fueling the spread of the gospel in some parts of the world. Dr. Rex Rogers of SAT-7 USA says there's an explosion of spiritual hunger across the Middle East and North Africa right now as people stuck at home seek real hope and real answers. Sat-7 broadcasts Christian programming into those regions via satellite TV, which evades government restrictions or attempts to block it. This is SRN News.
2: There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns. And that someone is us. We are Free Radio. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station.
10: You know, spring cleaning doesn't just mean the deep clean you do around the house once a year. You may want to do some tidying up for your business's digital marketing, and Salem Surround can help. We give you all the right tools to surround your target audience and turn website visitors into website leads. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and
2: learn how to get your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more by logging on to surroundtampa.com. Surroundtampa.com, connecting you with new customers.
1: Faith Talk 570 WTBN, online at letstalkfaith.com. A service of the Salem Media Group.
2: Christ demands first place. There's no room on the throne of your heart for two gods.
0: This is the Bill Bunkley Show
5: A programming note, bottom of the hour, we'll be going to our time with our local pastor. And today that pastor is going to be my good friend, uh, Pastor Bruce Moore. He's a senior pastor at uh, Christ Fellowship there in Seminole Heights. But right now the governor is giving us an update, and since we're getting very close to finding out how Florida is going to reopen with that report from the task force. Let's listen in to his live press conference now from the
15: Cabinet Room in Tallahassee. that this thing was here earlier than we thought. Um, So you had all those people from all over the world going, um, and yet you're here in a situation where, you know, you're down to 24 cases yesterday, you had 13 the day before, and then the 23, 23 the days before that. Um, Orange County right now has 75 total COVID-19 hospitalizations. Again, I think most people looked at that and said, man, there's people everywhere from all over the world. They're going to bring everything here. Um, so I think that, that Central Florida, Orange County, I think that they've done a really good job. And, um, and I'm happy to see the progress uh, that's been made there. Duval County, um, I think I has think done very well as well. You, know, you look, you saw the run-up. And then you kind of see going down, you know, they did have the 41, but that, a lot of that you just say, if there's one little thing like that, you got to look how many test results came in. Sometimes these test results are just coming in um, in batches, um, but I think the trend has been very, very good. And um, you know, I was really disappointed to see um, you know, a lot of folks in the Acela corridor taking pot shots at Jacksonville you know, a few days ago. Um, Look, you can criticize who you want to, um, but if you're going to criticize somebody on the COVID-19 response, you know you should probably check the facts before you do it. Uh, so you had some of these publications that were, that were really upset about what was going on there. So I looked and said, okay, well, let's look at how Duval County would compare to some of those folks. So you take a look at DC up through New York and Massachusetts. Again, this is putting everyone on the same plane, hospitalizations per 100,000. So it's controlling for the differences in population. And of course, we've seen the New New Jersey and New York numbers, very high DC, 57 per 100,000. Massachusetts, Connecticut, Pennsylvania. Duval County has 6.9 currently hospitalized per 100,000. So they've done a great job at flattening the curve. They've done a great job at at keeping folks um, out of the hospital, particularly the vulnerable, Um, and I think that they deserve credit. Um, And I think the folks who are criticizing them don't have a lot of leg to stand on uh, when you're throwing pot shots at a county that has better numbers than you. And it's not just the hospitalizations. You look at the fatalities per 100,000, again, similar story. New York, as we know, 101 per 100,000. New Jersey, 53. Connecticut, 39. Massachusetts, 28. D.C. 15.9. Duval, 1.8. So even the, one of the lower ones, D.C., you know, that's like eight times what Jacksonville has. So it's a little odd that they would be, you know, training fire on the people of Jacksonville with numbers like that. And again, this is an apples to apples comparison where you have it put on a plane of per 100,000. So my hats off to Mayor Curry, my hats off to the people uh, of, of Jacksonville and Northeast Florida uh, for doing a great job. And um, for those who try to say you're morons, uh, I would take you over the folks who are criticizing you any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Long-term care facilities, uh, we've talked about this from the very beginning, um, and we're going to continue to really focus. Uh, on beefing up the response so right at the beginning the way i was looking at it was this was a novel virus we didn't necessarily know everything about it Uh, but in you know you had information coming out of china Um, you know there's some in the media who print that as fact which i think is just ridiculous so i never believed anything coming out of china and i don't believe anything coming out of china but i did believe and thought it was credible what was coming out of south korea and so as you looked at what was coming out of South Korea, it was pretty clear uh, that the fatalities were so disproportionately amongst people who were elderly and particularly people that had underlying medical conditions. And so our strategy from the beginning was, you know, let's protect the people who are most vulnerable, um, because that's really where the damage is being done by this virus. Uh, so we required staff to be screened at all long term care facilities very early on, suspended visitation. Uh, to those facilities, that's not an easy thing to do because these are folks who that's some of the joy in life is to be able to have visitors. Um, but we felt that it was necessary for safety given we didn't know, um, you know how this virus was necessarily being uh, spread throughout the community, whether there was spread in different areas or not, um, and so we erred on the side of safety. We also developed 120 ambulance assessment teams to deploy preemptive measures to prevent the introduction of COVID-19 in long term care facilities. These teams completed assessments at 3,874 long term care facilities to determine immediate unmet needs and promote appropriate infection control policies. And they developed 25 dedicated ambulance assessment teams to provide continued support and testing to highly impacted counties. Uh, And then, of course, the uh, Department of Health, in conjunction with ACA, uh, deployed rapid emergency support teams to immediately respond to COVID-19 positive long-term care facilities to augment clinical patient care, and trained staff on infection best control practices. These teams have completed more than 189 missions. And they, uh, we've also deployed 13 veterans affairs clinical support teams for the uh, nursing homes, which is uh, very, very important to many Floridians, of course, for the veterans nursing homes. What we started to see is if you, if you followed the rules, you, you, you did good. When you didn't, when you let sick people come in, you had outbreaks. But then you started to see folks, even if they were wearing the PPE. And we also issued a directive that all staff that work with residents in these facilities needed to wear a mask. And we've deployed a lot of, a lot of stuff there, which I'll go, go in a minute. Uh, so, so protect yourself, screen the, the staff from coming in, not allow visitors. But some of the staff were not symptomatic, and then they would spread it to the staff. So you had an outbreak in Suwannee County where you had 30, 40 staff members get infected, that obviously really threatens the residents. And so we've deployed the National Guard, as I've mentioned, to do spot testing, to try to identify any clusters and then contain that before you have a major outbreak. They visited more than 20 locations and tested more than 3,400 residents and staff. And then in terms of the supplies, uh, for just for long term care facilities, not even including everything we've done for hospitals, nearly 7 million masks distributed nearly 1 million gloves, more than 500,000 face shields, 160,000 gowns. And um, that's a lot of supplies, a lot of PPE, but that's where it is most needed. And the hospitals we've sent a lot to too, but I've had doctors in the hospitals tell me, look, we're going to need it. But if you can give it to the staff there, prevent outbreaks, then that's going to make it less likely we're going to have a big surge here at the hospital. So I think that that's a real front line of defense. And then ACA has made on site visits to over 1,300 facilities uh, since this all began. So, this has been a huge priority for us, um, and I don't see that changing, you know, regardless of how, how this evolves going forward. We're going to have to continue to do that, and, uh, and we're committed to do it. If you look at the testing, Uh, We are now at 289,000 individuals, one for every uh, every 74 people. In South Florida, we're about one in every 50 has been tested. I mean, I think in Miami, I mean, you look at Miami, I mean, there's been a lot of testing there. We've increased the testing in Palm Beach with our two sites that have been operating now, one of them for a few weeks, the other maybe for two weeks down near the Boca area. And what you're seeing is, as you're having more testing, the positive rate in Palm Beach County is starting to go down which is a very, very good thing. Um, so we need though to make sure that we continue to have testing capacity. So I mentioned yesterday that we were working with some of the high-throughput labs to have agreements to be able to increase lab capacity. State of Florida, we can do 900 samples total at our three labs, uh, which is helpful, but in a state of 21 and a half million people, particularly if people are going to work and the employers want people to be tested, you're gonna to need to have more than that so we have two contracts in place with two new labs uh, that will increase our lab capacity by 18 18,000 samples per day now we're hoping we're told perhaps a 24-hour turnaround but I've learned in this process that um, we need to do as good as we can so let me say we think probably 24 to 48 hours but that's a lot better than we've been getting from Quest and LabCorp um, so we're gonna work on that this is just one piece we're working on doing some other things um, but these, um, these tests at these labs will primarily be where we send our samples that we collect in the long-term care and assisted living facilities um, and at the community-based walk-up sites. And so that is kind of the tip of the sphere. We've got a place to get get it there immediately and then hopefully get the results as soon as possible. And we are ramping up efforts on both walk-in sites and the nursing homes. So I have mentioned our National Guard strike teams, uh, they have uh, rostered, uh, so initially, They did 10 teams, four people each, and they would go to a bunch of facilities, do the testing, and then go on to the next one. We've now um, expanded that to 50 National Guard testing teams, four guardsmen each, and then we also have a Florida Department of Health specialist added to each team. So those teams have already tested 4,145 individuals in 22 different facilities, but now that we've ramped up, to having 50 teams, you're going to start to see that number uh, expand as well. Now that we have these contracts in place, the samples are collected, they're going to be sent and hopefully turned around very soon. We also opened the first walk-up sites in Broward County last Friday. We started this in Jacksonville in conjunction with UF Shands. They went to um, a, a housing project, public housing, in Jacksonville. We're trying to bring testing to people that may not have had access to it, and that was successful, so we wanted to expand that concept. So in the walk-up facilities, we've, or the walk-up sites, we've already done 1,599 individuals. And because it's been well received and successful, we're going to expand that effort. And we're now supporting new community walk-up testing sites throughout the state as follows. One site in Palm Beach County, one in Miami-Dade County. Two in Hillsborough County, one in Duval County, one in Leon. And then a mobile test site in Orange County that has five different locations picked out and they'll rotate amongst those locations. Um, And then as I mentioned yesterday, we're still hoping to get the antibody test uh, in this week. Uh, We've been waiting for this, we've been urging, uh, and so we'll see. I mean, it's Wednesday, Uh, they haven't come yet. But as soon as we get that, I think we're going to move uh, to deploy those. Um, you know, the University of Miami is doing important work. If you look what happened in Santa Clara County in California, they did the All right, going to take test. a quick time they, out. So the Stanford governor giving us uh, a lot of good
5: information West this East. afternoon, also encouraging information that uh, supports why Duval has opened up uh, uh, their uh, county as well as the beaches. Uh, the Q&A session to be up in a moment. That's always very informative. Got to take a break. When we come back, we'll take you back to the cabinet room there in the state capitol in Tallahassee to continue with Governor DeSantis's press conference.
8: Hey, this is Bill Carl. I'm concerned for my family's health and for yours, too, and so is Moss Nissan. And right now, if you've purchased a vehicle from Moss Nissan, now's a great time to refresh the antimicrobial treatment included with Moss Care. It's just another benefit of Moss Care, included with the purchase of every new and pre-owned vehicle in Moss Nissan. And this treatment is designed to destroy viruses, germs, and bacteria on all interior surfaces. And right now, the second application is free. So get into Moss Nissan and get that vehicle sanitized. And when you come to any Moss dealership, you can rest assured that their facilities have been scrubbed from stem to stern, keeping you and your family's health in mind. Also know that if you're active military, a veteran, first responder, if you're a pastor or church worker, you're eligible for the You Serve, You Save program, including 15% off when you have your vehicle serviced at Moss Nissan. Visit Moss Nissan today, Newport Ritchie, North Tampa, Crystal River, and at mossnissan.com.
1: We've all seen that moment in movie credits that says no animals were harmed in the making of this film. As a film director, I rely on the eight decades of experience American Humane brings to safeguarding animals on set. They consult on scripts, advise on locations, training, veterinary care, and so much more. As a director, nothing is more important than making sure everyone is safe, and that includes the animals on set as well. And thanks to the
17: passionate people of American Humane, we can
13: On Unfiltered, we're honest. We try to speak at street level about what it means to follow Jesus and his teaching. And what you'll discover
3: may lead you to give Jesus another look.
1: Listen to Unfiltered Radio with Bryant Golden. Weeknights at 6.30 on Faith Talk 570, 910 and FM 102.1.
5: And we're back, Bill Bunkley here, Bill Bunkley Show. Programming note coming up bottom of the hour. Going to have a chance to uh, hear from Pastor Bruce Moore, senior pastor at Christ Fellowship there in uh, Seminole Heights. He's going to be sharing and praying for us. But right now we're into the Q&A session. Let's take you back to the state capitol
15: in Tallahassee. Ron DeSantis. When a resident would go to the hospital and test COVID positive, their policy was to put them back in the nursing home. Well, some of these nursing homes are not uh, set up to be able with the airflow and everything, and so that contributed what what Secretary Mayhew would do is if someone was COVID positive, positive she 'd work with those hospitals and say, "You cannot put them back in that environment if they don 't have the the, the ability." Uh, to make sure that that doesn't spread, because in a lot of these facilities, they don't have the right air control, the air pressure. There's a whole bunch of things that goes into it, and so yep, sure not is. all the hospitals necessarily wanted to do that, but that was the right thing to do, because you put them back in there, then it can spread. But having a rapid test, if someone in a nursing home has symptoms, they go. If you test them and they test negative, well, then you can put them back. But if they're positive, you know right away, and you know they need to be isolated. And then you can go back to the nursing home and start testing some of those folks. And the hospitals uh, we're asking to help us with this, and a lot of them are. I mean, the um, Cleveland Clinic uh, in South Florida is doing it. I know Tampa General is helping. And the, the idea is, is I think if you talk to a lot of the people in the hospitals, uh, you know, just seeing a, a general surge from the general population into the hospitals, uh, I don't think people are thinking that that's something um, that, that we're going to necessarily see given the trend. But there is a concern. If you have a big outbreak in a nursing home, you, know, you can end up with 30 patients just like that. And so that's why it's really, really significant. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, so it sounds like you're really, well, with, with this update, um, it's not really uh, tied to that. I think it's just tied to, okay, you know, if someone says Florida had 500 new cases, what does that mean? You know, how, how, what, what's the context for that? And I think it's important to provide that context to try to see, you know, are, are we going in a good direction? Um, as I said yesterday, when Mike asked, I mean, I'm not setting any arbitrary timetables for anything. Uh, but at the same time, if we don't believe that the hospitals are going to be overrun, um, if we believe that that the the public is going to want to continue to see social distancing, maybe not. Uh, having people not be allowed to work if they're in certain things, um, you know, you know, there's obviously got to be a path forward. But that is um, that is something that uh, that we're going to do very judiciously. There's a whole host of things to think about with this. Uh, and what I've what I've told the task force is, you know, as we got into this, there's there's all kind of things of like this is just kind of how it is. Even though we've never really dealt with the pandemic in this way before, certainly in modern American history, it's like okay, there's essential businesses, non-essential, this, that, and to me, that distinction is not necessarily that useful. What I say is, what's low risk? I mean, who's to say something's not essential? If someone's job depends on that, and you say it's not essential, I guarantee it's essential to them. I guarantee you that getting that paycheck's important to them. So what can you do that would be low risk? And I think that's really the prism to think about it. And so there's a whole host of different things. I mean, people talk about, you know, can, can, a, can a hairdresser cut hair again? Well, we're talking to medical people. If you, have a, if you have a mask on and you have gloves, is that, is that high risk or is that low risk? Um, and if it's low risk, then that's good to know, and then that informs uh, the judgment uh, going forward. Are there uh, you know, other things that would, be, that would be more risky? I mean, because there's things that are, quote, essential that are somewhat risky. And I know our grocery stores, like Publix, have done a really good job of this, but you look around the country – yeah, you're seeing bigger crowds at some of these grocery stores than you definitely would under normal circumstances. And so, you know, I'm thinking, okay, how, how does that work? Is, is there things you can do that would actually liberalize a little bit but maybe drive fewer contacts because you'd be redu- re- relieving pressure from one area? So there's a lot that's going into it, a lot that, that people are thinking about, and I really appreciate a lot of the, the comments that we've
3: re- – Just, just follow though. I mean, how, I mean so we we have, have. –
15: many or any uh, direct voices from that that's not true we've got a lot of doctors we've got a bunch of them we're going to be putting out everybody um uh, we've got people in the hospital people that are running hospitals we've got line physicians from different parts of the state and don't forget i have a department of health here uh, so it's not like i don't have access to that so no we we absolutely are going to be consulting so here here's the thing on that we uh i'll have my staff but but they are actually investigating whether that was what well, didn't just happen there was something that caused that and it may have been intentional um and so we're, we're looking into that uh, Governor, unfortunately we didn't, we didn't hear that question
13: it sounds like double the state's capacity in daily test turn Will you imagine the whole of in
15: positive cases Could I mean I think generally speaking, if you test a lot more, you will find more positives. Uh, but I think looking at the rate of positive versus negative is 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 very useful. So as I mentioned, you know we had the day in um, um, April fourteenth, six hundred cases only, but she only had six six 7,000 tests. Whereas yesterday, nine hundred twelve which had fourteen thousand tests and so the ratio is better there um, but yeah i think that you see that but one thing i will say is and this is another good sign i mean you know we've had different parts some of those parts of the state like duval where you've seen um, uh, them do a good job you know you don't have massive people beating down the doors for the tests, and i think that means probably people don't have as many symptoms that's a good that's a good sign and that's something that uh... that we would want to continue so but we're working on um, uh, so with that capacity is good, and we're going to have to have a lab-based PCR component to this. But I really, and I talked to the Abbott Lab CEO, I mean, this this test is like, you know, <laughs> everybody wants it. And so the hospitals are getting 1,500 to 2,000 uh, a week. But I think they're going a lot through that with their staff, the nurses, doctors, and then the incoming patients. Um, and so how could, but I do think they are also using it in the nursing homes. If they get a call out there, they're doing it, which gives you a quick result and is very good.
4: What
15: about, uh, what with that so you uh, just talk to my folks. Uh, they just told me because I was, like, uh, wondering, like, what is going on. And, and it was not. They don't think it was just something that was just a snafu. They think it may have been something that was caused.
5: Well, there again, same issue, and I can't catch what the question was.
15: So um, just to be clear. We've got a lot on our plate here. I have not forgotten about China. In fact, I don't know, some of you guys may want to look this up, but there was a Chinese Communist Party-funded think tank that did a report in February, and they analyzed all the governors in the United States, who was hardline, who was friendly, and who was unknown. And at a f- there were five governors that were hardline against China. Where do you think I was? Hardline against China, because I've been supportive <laughs> of Taiwan and I understand what the Chinese Communist Party is all about. So, yes, I, I saw that Missouri lawsuit. I want to see if Florida can, can be involved in that. But what I think we also need to do is, for gosh sakes, if you have life-saving equipment that is being manufactured, do not manufacture it in China anymore. We need to bring this stuff back to the United all States. All right. And uh, Florida, We have a,
5: a governor who – um, tell you what he is extremely capable and uh, if you are from a conservative worldview um, very 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 helpful coming up next good friend pastor bruce moore from christ fellowship uh, Seminole heights is going to be with us he's going to be sharing and praying don't go away we'll be right back With
17: SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. Hotels that once hosted tourists have become barracks for an army of health care workers deployed to fight COVID-19. Medical workers who rushed to New York to help fight the virus have taken over hotels like The New Yorker and the New York Marriott Marquis in recent weeks. Several health care workers told the Associated Press that after grueling shifts in overwhelmed hospitals, they're too exhausted to do much more than shower, eat, and go to sleep. The American Hotel and Lodging Association says thousands of hotels and motels across the country are now offering rooms for emergency and health care workers. Stocks closed higher on Wall Street after two days of losses, and the price of oil burst higher a day after a historic plunge. U.S. crew jumped after President Trump threatened the destruction of any Iranian gunboats that harass U.S. Navy ships, raising the possibility of a disruption to oil supplies. More details at srnnews.com.
5: Bill Bunkley with something to think about. As the state of Florida struggles to catch up with the processing of hundreds of thousands of unemployment claims, concerns over the health component of COVID-19 will shift to the damage it has inflicted on both the national and state economy. Florida will begin to open up back in the next few days. For some, it will be welcome relief that they can get back to their work again. For others, their world is upside down, their jobs have vanished. Throughout a lifetime, Doors of opportunity open, and, conversely, doors will close. Most of the time, when a door closes, as in one's current unemployment, a new door will open that often provides a better opportunity than before. If any state is going to be on the leading edge of recovery, it will be Florida. And new doors will open. I'm Bill Bunkley. Catch my show weekdays at three. Get the latest local in Florida updates by following us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Faith Talk Tampa.
6: The coronavirus is devastating our economy, leaving working men and women at huge risk. But you prepared, kept your insurance premiums paid up, and made sure you were covered. Don't let the insurance company keep you from getting everything you're entitled to. Go to fileacclaimtoday.com and let them act on your behalf. Business, home, building, wind, rain, fire, or flood, theft, vandalism, or act of God. You deserve Observe what you've paid for. File a claim today. Toll free at 833 411 File or at FileAcclaimToday.com.
1: Listen to Faith Talk weekday mornings at 8 for Alan Jackson, Senior Pastor of World Outreach Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. See, if you're going to
2: choose a God, I would submit you want to choose the most powerful. Don't just go along with the crowd, don't plead ignorance. Look in Jeremiah 32. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah I'm the Lord, the God of all mankind. Is anything too hard for me? Alan Jackson
1: Ministries, weekday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk AM 570 and
8: 910. Take Faith Talk AM 570 and 910 with you wherever you go. Using our mobile app, Let's Talk Faith.com, Alexa, TuneIn, iHeart, and at Radio.com.
14: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes nose and mouth. Stay home when you're sick. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Religious Broadcasters and this station.
5: Welcome back, Bill Bunkley here, and uh, the governor is continuing his press conference in Tallahassee, but uh, as uh, we have said uh, time and time again that um, as uh, temporarily we have uh, refashioned the Bill Bunkley show for these three hours to have a focus on not only bringing you the truth and uh, I think uh, a solid perspective on uh, the issues of the day concerning COVID and other uh, areas of uh, our attention Uh, We're also here to encourage you, and uh, we are standing fast that uh, we believe our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and his Father, uh, not caught by surprise that they have specific things, uh, and I believe it's tailored to each and every one of us, uh, in some cases a little differently, and we're going to have an emphasis of uh, hearing from one of our community pastors, and then that pastor to uh, to go to the Lord. So now's the time. If you've got a friend, you can call real quick. We'll be praying in just a few moments and join the thousands that are going to be taking part in this very important daily activity. Well, this next pastor is not just a pastor to me. Uh, we go back decades, both he and his dad and his sister, and his mom's going to be with the Lord. But I tell you what, very, very special family, dedicated to the Lord, multi-generational. And I'm talking about Pastor Bruce Moore. Uh, He and his lovely wife are in service uh, with their family at Christ Fellowship there in Seminole Heights, and uh, Pastor Bruce is with us today. And uh, Pastor Bruce, man, it is good to have you with us, bro. Well, it is so good to be here with you, and
13: especially uh, it's a precious moment to be with you during uh, these times of crisis and uncertainty in our country.
5: You know, when we talk about the impact, we we think about families. Now, that doesn't mean that we don't have our precious seniors, some of which who have been isolated far too long, but necessarily so in our assisted living or in our our nursing homes. But when I thought about our families that are hunkered down, and uh, I thought about you and your family. Your dad uh, has been a mentor to who knows how many pastors and other individuals he had a the, his discipleship program is as valid as it was a couple of decades ago. Talk a little bit about how going through this really is a a, a family um, operation here, and that uh, God's really teaching us a lot through this time, isn't
13: He? Boy, he you know he sure is, Bill. And I mean, we don't know what's going to happen in our country. In fact, our experts don't know. But the great news is that exposes the lie we've always believed, and that is we can get enough information, be prepared enough, we can gain the system, and we can get ahead versus fully trusting in Christ. And so I think for families and in our family, it has been a time for God just to reveal to us areas in our lives that were not fully surrendered to him, And then also just to ask God, God, what is the new paradigm? What's the new reset? What's the new direction that you've called for us and our family? And so it allows us for a rich conversation of what is God actually speaking to us. I have found for most of us, Bill, you know, um, we tend to go on autopilot. And so we got our schedule. We got our job. We have uh, all the different Uh, kids soccer and all the things and we just kind of fly through life and I think for families this has been a powerful thing to say God what are you teaching me God what are you exposing in my life God what sin are you extracting out of my life and what 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 new purpose are you giving my life for the future
5: Mm. and I know Pastor Bruce that for many families number one it has been the reset that you're talking about because uh, some are all home, some, like our family. We have uh, three different operations each day. Uh, Mrs. Bunkley is involved with her work for a major legacy airline that uh, she has been working out of the home here for years. Yeah. Our young son, Zachary's is uh, now doing his uh, schoolwork uh, versus Tella. Uh, teaching from uh, his school, and of course, I've been broadcasting from home. But right now, you know, it's been a blessing, plus it's been, well, uncomfortable because at the same time, Pastor Bruce, you know, we get busy in soccer, we get busy in all these things, we're all coming and going. And right now, and let me just say to the men that are listening, uh, the leaders uh, in their homes from a biblical worldview. Uh, you know, the uncomfortableness about ways where maybe they in anyone in this family relationship has been to spending too much time somewhere else. Not necessarily bad. Soccer's not bad. But when you go three times a week and you know, you're eating at nine o'clock at night every night, talk about that because I think God's given us this idea when we get back, whatever back is, there's a balance. And by the way, the family family really needs to come. And a much higher priority. Talk about that. Yeah, I think, Bill, you've really nailed it. God is
13: allowing us graciously to do a collective reset uh, of our values and priorities uh in, in America and in our lives. And he really is exposing the things that are temporal, uh, that are fragile. You know, I, I've been uh going through Genesis, um in a new message series uh, at Christ Fellowship called Don't Waste a Crisis and studying the life of Joseph. And one of the most significant principles that comes up uh, is that there's a twofold blessing that crisis gives us. And the first one, crisis always opens up God's greatest grace that we would not have chosen had we not gone through the crisis. And that crisis reveals to us what is unimportant in our lives that we have magnified that we have worshiped you know uh you know uh over half of christ fellowship does not come from a church background so people will say to me on a regular basis in the community yeah you know pastor started coming but you know i'm not much of a worshiper i'm not a big worshiper i'm not very religious and the reality is if you're an American, you are a great worshiper. You are an expert on worshiping. <laughs> but we worship and give Amen. worth and value to all the wrong things. And so what we worship is what we give our value and our time and our life to. That's why the Bible talks so much about idolatry is because they were all Americans in the Bible. I mean, they were all literally mm. idolatry uh, Worshippers of false mm-hmm. gods, and and yes. that's what it's yes. exposing here. And crisis exposes us to the things that are unimportant. And we learn through the life of Joseph that we don't want to or cry, waste our crisis, because if we don't learn from a crisis, we always repeat the crisis. And you know that with your background in in, in the U.S. and history and politics, is that what we never learn from? We always fail, uh, and we always repeat in crisis ultimately reveals to us what God wanted us to be and to do all along. And so I think these are some really great reset times for us to say, God, what is it in my life that I have given over into idolatry? And God, what is it in my life that you actually were calling me to be? And God, help me to focus the rest of my life and my family's life, and my energy, and my time, and my money, and my ties on the things are going to last for eternity. And Mm -hmm. I think those have been such beautiful, valuable uh, lessons for our family as we've talked and re-talked. And then, you know, I've not talked to one person, Bill, that hasn't said to me, man, I am walking around my block like never before. And maybe that is the greatest blessing of all. You know, Jesus said in Luke 10, you know, that we were to call to love the Lord our God with all our heart and with all our soul and with all our mind, and then to love our neighbor like we love ourselves. And, you know, God is restoring, I believe, a, a new neighborhood theology of saying, hey, how can I love my neighbors? How can I sacrifice? Uh, for my neighbors. And one thing we're doing at Christ Fellowship, and we're really joining hundreds of other churches, I'm sure, in the Tampa Bay area, is we're making personal face masks with a uh, uh, filter that goes in it that we can hand out to our neighbors. we Mm -hmm. ordered large things of toilet paper uh, 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 to be able to have people at our church distribute to their neighbors. And so I think that there's a powerful lesson here is God is allowing us as families now to raise up and go, you know, ministry should be the primary focus of our family. I'm to love God with all my heart. I'm to teach my kids to do the same. And then the outgrowth of that is our family's been called to love our neighbors like we love ourselves. And I think I think maybe one of the long-lasting things that God will bring back into the families is this theology of loving your neighbors.
5: Mm. You're listening to the voice of uh, Pastor Bruce Moore, senior pastor at uh, Christ Fellowship uh, there in Seminole Heights, joining us this afternoon. And I want to remind you that uh, if you're thinking about uh, this relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, I would implore you to make that decision today. If you want to come back to him, again, equally important that you could do that today. And I want to tell you what, that uh, Christ Fellowship Seminole Heights is very, very solid uh, theologically. And uh, we'll be giving that website out uh, in just a, a few moments. Uh, but I want to remind you that if you're looking to connect with someone uh, Pastor Bruce or someone with his fellowship would be glad to do that with you. I, I want to explore your series, uh, uh, Pastor Bruce, and that is the is uh, don't, don't, uh, don't miss a, a great, um, what was it? Don't Yeah, don't, Christ, don't, don't waste the crisis. Yeah, and we're talking about yeah. Joseph. Now, the other thing I'd like to comment on before we take a break and then we're going to hold you over to pray for us, you know, God also lets us go through a crisis, not for we can have the magnifying glass to to take self-examination and all of that. But you know what? I think he's getting us prepared for something that we can't see in the future. We don't know all what the future is. All of us are going to have different situations. And I think that what he may be showing, Pastor Bruce, is a little bit different than mine also some things in common got about a minute and a half left talk about that because i think people need to be astute that he's preparing us now for something we don't even know is going to be coming and that's that's just my thought as one of the platforms
13: yeah i i think bill you are so wise and so right because and we can never complete the assignments that god intended us to complete and god created us to uh carry on on his behalf without having the character to match the assignment. And so uh, what God is doing right now, I believe, is he is actually growing our character in order to prepare us for the assignments he's called us to do. And no doubt, they'll be different for, for all of us. But without um, humility, and we find that as the first character trait in the life of Joseph, is that God literally rids him of his family. He rids him of his pride. He rids Joseph of his arrogance, and he allows him to go from a big fish in a small pond into being at the low man on the totem pole in the most powerful country uh, in the world at that time, and God teaches him humility. And so I think one of the, the wonderful blessings of this time is God is humbling us. I can't complete my job. I'm not being a good parent. My emotions Uh, are on overdrive. Me and my wife have had a discussion, quote-unquote. All right, Pastor Pastor Bruce,
5: hold hold out for just a moment got to take a quick break. More of the Bill Bunkley Show. Be right back.
6: You don't allow just anyone into your home, and Cornerstone Pros doesn't let just anyone join their team. Cornerstone Pros technicians are the best of the best. Background checked, drug tested, and professionally trained to certify skills and dependability. Servicing air conditioners, plumbing, electrical, and generators, call 813-291-0522. For service
3: like it ought to be. Fair, fast, and friendly.
2: Fear and anxiety often feed on one another, but we've found a resource to help overcome these feelings, and we want to send it to help you free. It's a 14-page guide with 10 ways to overcome your fears and anxiety from best-selling author and host of New Life Live, Stephen Arterburn. There's not one fear
13: God can't help you overcome.
2: Get your free copy of 10
8: Ways to Overcome Your Fear and Anxieties at LetstalkFaith.com. Use the keyword overcome.
1: Do you have student loans? If you're behind, if you're late, or even if you're in default on your student loans, we can help cut your payments by up to 50, 75, or even 90%. We provide student loan relief, getting your relief from your student loans fast. No matter how much you owe or how far behind you are on payments, we can fix your student loan problems. Just call 800-643-0718. We've helped thousands of people just like you fix their student loans. Call 800-643-0718. That's 800-643-0718. Again, 800-643-0718.
5: Hey folks, Bill Bunkley here. Like you, I'm staying at home, spending time with my family. And one thing we enjoy right now is watching uplifting movies that affirm our faith. With all the choices, what can you watch? Well... I have an answer. Introducing Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, a documentary which presents convincing evidence that the biblical account of the Exodus is true. Investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney journeyed to Egypt, Israel, and throughout the world to search for answers to one very important question. Did the stories, like Exodus, as written in the Bible, really happen? The results of his investigation are monumental. Right now, you can watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, at home. Go to Patterns of Evidence.com. That's Patterns of and immediately following the movie, a panel moderated by Gretchen Carlson and featuring Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, and Anne Graham Locks will provide further insights and commentary on the film. Watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, and others in this series. Go to PatternsOfEvidence.com. That's PatternsOfEvidence.com.
4: It's getting harder and harder to make sense out of today's headlines. To stay on top of breaking world and national news with a Christian worldview and a faith-based perspective on what it means turn to ChristianHeadlines.com. Log on to ChristianHeadlines.com for the very latest news, and then sign up for our free daily newsletter to stay one step ahead of what's happening. Get out of the mainstream media rut with top news and positive headlines every day with ChristianHeadlines.com. Saturday mornings at 8,
1: Ask an Attorney with Joe Pippen.
13: And if I have to go into foreclosure, what are the implications of... Since that house is not in my trust, can they attach a lien against the trust? All
1: right. Well, the general answer is if you own it and you control it and it's all for your benefit, it's reachable by a creditor unless it's exempt. Ask an attorney Saturday mornings at 8 on Faith Talk 570, 910
8: and FM 102.1.
12: church is where you find the teaching and fellowship to grow in christ but between sundays how do you keep your spiritual gas tank filled you can always find strength between sundays here on faith talk am 570 and am 910 but you can also listen using alexa simply tell her to enable faith Talk tampa and enjoy streaming at letstalkfaith.com
5: We're back. Bill Bunkley here with the Bill Bunkley Show in our very special time. And um, our guest pastor this afternoon, uh, Pastor Bruce Moore. Let me just tell you for full disclosure I think Mrs. Bunkley and I, I mean, and Pastor Bruce, we go all the way back to the late 80s at Idaho Baptist Church when it was meeting at Highland Hannah. Then we went over to Oak Grove uh, Junior High School. That 's when we were running about what six hundred seven hundred and uh, Bruce was pastor yeah. single, so we go way way back uh, great times over at dad's his dad 's house over in Wellswood, so uh, just for disclosure for my folks will know and right now he 's back uh, been back for a, a while now at the same uh, church his uh, his dad pastored that 's Christ' fellowship there in Seminole Heights and Pastor Bruce, I was trying to bring you down to the to last second before I had to go, and I didn't do a very masterful job, so why don't you yeah, pick that up? We were talking about Joseph, your sermon series, and about being prepared for the future, and I wanted uh, you to just get your last comments in before we ask you to pray.
13: Well, I, you know, I just think, Bill, that, you know, God really desires for our character to match the assignments he has for us, and so our crisis that each of us are going through and you know if you're a single mom out there you know or you are uh a medical uh caregiver or uh a first responder or in any real field you know as as a parent or uh you are going through a crisis right now and god is using that really i think to uh, it's not a sucker punch it's it's You know, he is absolutely using this time to mold our character and to form us into his likeness and to build humility because he has something pretty amazing for every person to accomplish in the future.
5: Mm, Great word. Well, right now I'm going to ask Pastor Bruce if he will take us uh, to the throne room and if you're driving, keep your eyes open. If, if not, if you can close your eyes. But let's go ahead, uh, Pastor Bruce, and, and let's just pray for our, our community, our state, our nation, yes. and the globe, however Lord leads you.
13: Yes, Heavenly Father, I do pray for so many people right now in the Tampa Bay area and beyond that are listening uh, to this uh, broadcast. Lord, I, I think the First Peter 5.10, it says, after you have suffered for a little while the God of all grace, who called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. And, Father, I thank you that you are personally Mm -hmm. perfecting us, and you're confirming us, and you're strengthening us, and you're establishing us for what you want to do through us. Mm -hmm. And, Lord, I pray that you will bring comfort to those that are in affliction, we pray for healing for people, Lord. We pray that you'll do a miracle, Father, in our lives and bringing families together. And Father, give us a passion to love our neighbors. In mm. Jesus' name, Amen.
5: Amen and amen, Pastor Bruce. So great to uh, to hear from you and to spend some time with you. And uh, please. Uh, as we continue to lift up our prayers for your family, and uh, and want to just tell you how special the impact your family has been to so many people here, uh, not only in Tampa Bay area, but your dad's impact literally around the world. And uh, I'll never forget those special times uh, as uh, I think he's uh, probably one of the chief disciple Uh, teachers and makers that I think uh, has ever been uh, uh, come in contact with my life. But we wish you all the best there at Christ Fellowship, Seminole Heights. Let me give you that website. It's ChristFellowshipTampa.com, all one word, ChristFellowshipTampa.com. I assure you that if you're looking for a church home, this would be a great one. I assure you that if you've got some questions that you want to uh, uh, get answered uh, because you want to come to Christ, A great website to go to as well to uh, ask for uh, someone to counsel you. And, of course, if it's time for you to come home, you know what? We've all probably been a prodigal in some aspects of our life, uh, sometime Mm -hmm. during our walk on the earth. Hey, it's it's time to come on home. And so with that, that website, ChristFellowshipTampa.com, ChristFellowshipTampa.com. Pastor Bruce, again, good to talk to you, good to see you, man. You guys keep safe, and uh, we just pray that God blesses your ministry.
13: Thank you so much, Bill. Thanks for having me.
5: We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Well, to wrap up this edition of the Bill Bunkley Show, isn't it good to be in prayer before the Lord? Isn't it good to agree in our hearts with our pastors? And uh, Bruce is uh, himself, uh, uh, the accolades should go to Bruce as well. He's He's learned very well from his daddy about uh, discipling and the importance of discipling and I want to tell you there's nothing nothing online I got a lot of great pastors that I I, I listen and I follow and I take notes but when it comes to a new Christian you can't get it all online you need to have someone personally discipling you and I think we're learning that more and more in this age of technology and I tell you what Bruce is uh, just like his daddy and uh, a disciple maker well going to wrap up this edition of the Bill Monkley Show. We'll be getting some rest, and, of course, tomorrow, starting at 3 o'clock, uh, we'll be with you all three hours tomorrow afternoon. Tell a friend about our broadcast if you'd like to join us. We want to be an encouragement to you, plus to bring you the truth and, well, some opinion from time to time. Hope you have a very, very safe evening. Good night to go out and walk and do that 30 minutes. Let's get that done. Till tomorrow at 3 Have a great, wonderful evening. God bless and go to church.